Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on a Wednesday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Carrie Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. 202 Your Time Check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Blues, well, they didn't get it done last night, Jamie. Tough tough 4 1 loss. Or 5. Or five. I lost count at the. Well, you know, four, four, one, and then they said, "Okay, well, this one, uh, this one is over." Despite there being eighteen minutes left in the third period, no big deal. First period looked pretty good, Jamie. And if they capitalized on the power play opportunity that they had when it was tied one-one, maybe it goes in a different direction. But yeah. unfortunately, the power play continues to be a massive, massive issue for the Blues. Yeah. So I would actually push back a little bit. I think the first two periods were were fine. First period was better than the second. Second period was fine. You know, you really didn't dig a hole too big for yourself. Uh, a lot of attention being put on to the four-minute power play that Brandon Saad drew with the high stick to the face. I don't disagree. I mean, that's a po- that's a moment where you, you know, you'd obviously like to score a goal. You have several opportunities at that point. Four minutes is a long time. You don't get it done. Um, you watch... For me, it was the beginning of the third period. You have fresh ice. You have like a minute 48 of power play time. You're down by a goal at that point, but you're in the game. Mm-hmm. And you can't produce. Like, the other power plays at least produce some opportunities, some shots on net, some good looks, a couple of posts. Hit the cro- yeah, hit the, hit the uh, post on the one. Yeah. And the one power play that you really needed didn't produce really anything. And then as the hockey gods work, and we know this, right after that penalty expires, shortly thereafter, the Panthers get the puck off a tough turnover, and Matthew Kachuk scores and makes it 3-1. to one. That's that's essentially the nail in the coffin at that point. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're falling back into some of their old ways, or no. is that is that not an issue anymore? I don't think that's an issue right They now. just got beat last night. Didn't have the puck for long stretches in the first period. Didn't capitalize on the power play. I mean, really, in fairness, the Blues' power play has been, has been bad all season long. Yeah, so, it's been... It's not like they can fall back into a bad habit that they've already had. So that's kind of where I'm at. Is As far as their habits overall, I don't think the habits are poor. You know, you were still in that game right into the third period until you let it slip away. And, yeah, I hate to point the finger at Jacob Verana. He was only one guy that made a mistake last night. But the mistake, here's what you have to understand is it's not that he gave the puck where he turned it over. It was the timing of the turnover and who was on the ice for the opposition. And also take into account, you know, where you were a week ago. A week ago, he was in Springfield in the American Hockey League. He gets recalled because he played very well in Springfield. Scored eight, what, eight points in seven games. Four goals, four assists in seven games. Right. Um, has a pretty good go in Carolina, so much so that even Coach Drew Bannister says, uh, hey, I liked his game. I like what he brought to the table tonight. We're going to elevate him in the lineup. He's not going to be a fourth liner. He's going to be a third liner because we liked what we saw. 
down by a goal. You have a couple of tired bodies still on the ice in the carryover of the power play. And you try to split between two defenders. It's just not the play. Mm-hmm. The puck got turned over there, and you have the most dangerous guys on the ice out there against you. You have Verhage, and you have Kachuk, and you have Bennett, too. But those two in particular, you know, Verhage scored, what, 40 goals last year, and Matthew Kachuk, I think he's got 18 points his last seven games. You don't turn the puck over there. Mm-hmm. You put it in deep. You manage it. Puck management. You hear me talk about it all the time on here. Probably sick of it. Get the puck behind the defenseman. Go get it. Verona even had an opportunity to chip the puck to the middle of the ice and just go for it and force their player to take a penalty because the, the defenseman played it terrible. That's showing these guys. See, the defenseman played it terrible. Turned towards the wall. His toes were pointed towards the wall when Verona could have just jumped to the middle of the ice with a little soft chip, but he tried to toe drag it through there. Mm. So I'm not hyper-focusing on Jacob Verona because he, there was more to it than just one play. But to your original question of, you know, is this team sliding back? No, I don't believe they are. What's really sliding all over the place is this power play. You just can't seem to generate anything, and it costs you a a lot of opportunities this year. Gary, what do you think? Well, I agree with Jamie. I thought the the first two periods were pretty good. That Verona play... I think I was more bothered by the fact that it seemed like all of the focus was on that. And I, I showed you the video. I thought Kevin Hayes didn't – Jamie said, this is fast. I said, there's no way he's skating as fast. as This is not – I've never skated before. I'm pretty sure I could have got back there a little bit faster. Now, he may have been gassed because he was on the power play. But when you have a turnover, you know, everybody has to get on their horses to get back and make sure you're preventing – passes from being made and, and easy access to other teammates. So I thought that that was part of it as well. And then we talked about Hofer probably, you know, just sliding over a little bit too much to to cut off one side and then the, the, the shot goes to his blocker side and he's unable to block it. So that's part of it. The power play is uh, putrid. Like it's, it's and and again, I, I, I've never played hockey a day in my life, right? But I do watch other teams have greater success on their power play, and part of me wonders, well, why the hell don't we just do that? Like, why? <laughs> Maybe I'm oversimplifying it. Why? Why in the hell can't we do that? Mm. Why can't we keep the puck in the offensive zone for a period of time and tire out uh, the defenders on the opposing team? And now they aren't able to move as quickly side to side, and then get good shots on goal, and then have a bunch of people in front of the net to try to tip it in because that third goal I, I, we were talking about by by Kachuk, there's a lot of a lot of Florida Panthers in front of the net. Like, why is it that we don't have that same type of offensive mindset? Now, that wasn't a power play, but just why don't we have that same type of offensive mindset when we have the puck in the ozone and trying to score? That That's the objective of a power play is to put the puck in the net when you got an extra man advantage, <laughs> I assume. But the Blues seem to be proving me otherwise. Yeah, it, it hasn't been pretty all season long, and so much so that Drew Bannister... You know, he changed all of the, the lineups today. So the, the power plays that you had going for you up to this point has kind of been a little bit of like shuffling the deck with the same cards, just trying to figure it out. Uh, and today there were some big changes. And, and the biggest changes uh, out of the whole thing were on the one power play unit. I don't even know which, which one would be power play one or power play two. But on the first power play, Sunquist, Shen, and Hayes are out there, along with Krug and Perunovic. So, to me, it's a it's a decision by the coach to say, well, Perunovic really doesn't want to shoot the puck. Doesn't. So let's put him out there with some guys who will shoot the puck. 
And we put him out there. It's a little safety net to put another defenseman out there with Krug so that those guys can kind of move the puck around. And maybe we find something pretty good here between these two offensive-minded defensemen. The other power play unit is Neighbors, Kairou, Thomas, Buchnevich, and Colton Pareko on the point. Now, I know that people drive around, yeah, it's about time we unleashed that one-timer. <laughs> Settle down. Settle down. Colton Pareko's had a great season, scored, what, seven goals so far this year. And one of them, I think, was by a slap shot. Right now, Colton Pareko is finding a way to create shot lanes, and he's getting good, hard wrist shots to the net that can create offense. That's more what I would look for than anything, because the one-timer for Colton Pareko, it, it's not a strong suit, or it hasn't been anyways. But I like the fact that we're changing it up. You have to change it up. You have to fix something that is so broken, and by doing so, you have to put new pieces in place. They've had zero success with it. Zero. So there's one thing to like kind of trust the process. Well, here, there's so no, there's the, been no process. But Anthony, hang on. Here's the here's what we do, right? Overall, we look at the power play and say, well, it's been putrid all season long. Correct. 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, their power play percentage under Craig Berube, while he was here, it's not Craig Berube's fault, but it was his power play. Let's just hang it on the coach if we're going to hang it on the coach. It was just around 9%. Since Drew Bannister's taken over, it's about 19%. So that's a big difference. So the power play is putrid, but it hasn't been putrid since the last 11 games. It's been at 19%, which is something right now. Boy, you'd take that over the course of a season, wouldn't you? And where does it need to be? Well, you would like it to be somewhere between 20 and 23%. You get up into 24, 25, you're talking like elite. One goal every four attempts. It'd be nice, Yeah. yeah. Every five attempts. So if we if we just isolate some of the other teams here, I'm trying to pull this up on the fly because I didn't have it loaded up here. Um, but some of the other teams are, you know, the best teams some float in around that 24, 25 percent mark. Mm-hmm. So if you're 19 to 21 percent right now, you would take it. Do you know how many right. more goals that means for your team? But isn't that what's it's frustrating? Also fewer games, though, too. It, it, we got to count that. I totally agree. I, I'm yeah. giving you a skewed stat. I'm gotcha. cherry picking a stat, but, my, <laughs> yeah. but I'm it, not it really. Has, it has improved. I got you. I'm not really yeah. cherry picking it. It's just a fact that under Drew Bannister, sure. it has improved. I got you. Or but it, Brad Richards and whoever else got you. it added. Isn't yeah. that the frustrating Bad part, though? Today. You go over. Yeah, a little you bit. Go, you go, your problem. <laughs> you go over four in a game where you have an opportunity to to keep it close. I think that's the frustrating part is when you don't score on the power play and you have multiple opportunities. And you're in a game that's two to one, or maybe it's three to one, and you can't put the puck in the net. I think that's probably that would be the one reason why I say, even if this team does find a way to make it into the wild card, why it would be hard for me to believe that they would be able to continue to advance. Because if they're not scoring on the power play when you have an advantage, you probably aren't going to have much success, you know, in, in in the regular season, let alone in the playoffs. So here's the thing: they won't make the playoffs with this current power play. Correct. So you don't have to worry about okay. being a wild card and having right. a bad power play. You they, won't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your power play improves, now you have a chance, which yeah. means they go hand in hand. Correct. So here, to put everything in perspective, the New York Rangers, who, by the way, we played them next, better stay out of the box, <laughs> they operate at 30% on their power play. Okay. I mean, that is a substantial power play. Now, if the Blues were just to operate at 19-ish percent, puts them somewhere around the 20, top 20 teams, top 21 teams, it's not bad. They're 31st right now in yep. the NHL. In fact, well, they're tied. No, they're at, they're I last. lied. They're last. Yeah. They dropped after last night 10.6%. 
So if you could improve your power play by 9%, you'd win more games. And that, that's not even shooting for the moon, Anthony. Yeah. That's to get into the 21st in the league mark, <laughs> let alone top five where you were for two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I think overall last night, two things can be true. One, the Blues did not play good for a full 60 minutes, but you can also look at Florida's penalty kill. It's the fifth best in the league. They also have won eight straight games in the last three games. They've beaten Vegas 4-1. to one. They beat Colorado 8-4. to four. Those two teams, in my opinion, are some of the best teams in the NHL. I think everyone would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So when I look at last night's game, I'm not that surprised. I, I mean, are you not yeah, surprised but, by the, the 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 outcome? Like the fact that they lost, okay, maybe. Because no, like, I'm not said, surprised Florida by the outcome. On a, this on team a five, is on a seven game win streak. This team has not lost since the last time the Blues yeah, played. And this, and team lost, is, this team is on a heater right now. They've been going. This team is a Stanley Cup contender. The Florida Panthers will be somewhere at the end of this thing in the last four teams in the NHL when it's all said and done. In my opinion, now, one other thing I want to address here because. Of course, it wouldn't be a post-game or, or a next-day show about the Blues after they lose if people didn't go you know, trying to just get after Jordan Cairo. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, well, what about Jordan Cryu and all this stuff? You're on, okay, that's great, guys. And you're talking about his turnovers and all that. Yeah, Jordan Cairo is going to turn the puck over. He still had five shots on net last night, hit a crossbar, and he had nine attempts overall. Didn't score. I get it. But he wasn't the worst player on the ice. Did he turn the puck over a few times? Yes. But this is what happens with top-line creative guys. You have to accept some of the warts of what's going yeah. on when you have, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go with that. That's just what they do. That When you see beautiful plays that happen, you're like, how the hell did he do that? It's because you let them be creative. Yeah. And if you don't like Jordan Cairo, that's fine. If you don't like the way he plays, then, I don't know, deal with it because he's here. For the foreseeable future, he's here, and you better hope that he starts finding the back of the net. Because if he doesn't, then your team's in trouble of making the playoffs, and you can be com- mad about Jordan Cairo for the entire offseason again. And guess what? He'll still be here come spring like mm-hmm. training camp. Blues Rangers tomorrow night pregame at 6 o'clock here on 101 ESPN. The Cubs finally made a move. What do we think about the impact of them adding Imaniaga? We'll get to into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Finally made a move. Finally got off their dead rear ends. And well, they get a bench coach a decision. now? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they paid a bunch of money to get a bench coach. Council finally got his guy, huh? Jamie, that was funny. Nice work. Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis, Anthony Stalter, Bob, old Bobby Boogie, Bob Nightingale of USA Today reporting that the Cubs have reached an agreement to sign Japanese left-hander Shota Imanaga to a deal. Reportedly worth about $15 million per per year. So what does this now mean for the Cubs? I think I think some Cardinals fans, especially ones that are ticked off right now that the team hasn't hasn't done much outside of check a, a three boxes and then call it a day, they're going to say, well, now the Cubs are significantly better. 
What? They, they, what? Checked, they checked their boxes, what did man. Say? So they, they checked three boxes. What do you want from me? They had a grocery list, Anthony. They, did. they got the dang on groceries. Now you don't go out and spend extra money when you have a grocery list. You get what you get exactly what's on that list and then you go home. And then you cook your recipe and then you make a fantastic meal. Then you realize you left something at the store. You left something at the store <laughs> because that's what you always do. You've got missing ingredients, which means you don't have a full meal now. You just got what you needed immediately, and but you had no eye on the future. Y- there are Future meals now have been sabotaged because of what you did at the grocery you store. Can substitute some of those you ingredients. Substitute crap. It's like making tacos, right? And you think you have one ingredient, mm-hmm. and then you have to go back to the store and get a different one, much like BT did a few weeks ago. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he went for what do you get? What do you go for? Parsley or something like that? I or, think he needed cilantro. He needed yeah, and then cilantro, came home with one and of those other ones. Went home with parsley. Neither way, it's all the same. It happens. It's really not. It's okay. <laughs> sure, it's, it's really color. not. No. <laughs> all right. So the Cubs. Let's not. Let's keep this. Let's keep this in perspective. The Cubs lost Marcus Stroman, so they're replacing Stroman essentially with Imanaga. Did they get better? Yeah. If Imanaga comes over and he. And he does what he did in, uh, you know, the the Japanese league. Yes, yes, it's an upgrade. They also thus far still need an impact bat. Now maybe they bring back Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. but Cody Bellinger was a significant part of their offense last year. So we can't sit here and say, well, the Cardinals aren't doing anything, and the Cubs. Look at them; they're making moves. They made a move. Right. They still have plenty of holes as well. They That's do. how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think when you look at the division, the Cardinals. Got better than everyone else in the division. If I'm, am I mistaken? I think they had the, the, they signed more free agents. They did a better job for what was required. <laughs> they did what they needed to do, Anthony. Yes, Gary. <laughs> in the division, out of the, I, out of the you five, have to out of the five you, teams, in, four of which have done nothing in or very little. There you go. And yes, they are at the forefront. Yes, of the what Cardinals. Ne- have- there you go. And if you put it in that perspective, do not look outside of the, the division. Don't look east. Don't look west. Don't worry about – look right down the middle. Right in the central, baby. That's our that's our lane. You stay there. You do what you need to do, and you win the division. And Jamie, that is the mindset. Jamie, may I? Oh, please do. <laughs> We're not falling for your crap. Don't look left or right. We're not falling for your crap. Just look where you are. We're not. Why? Because that's all that matters to them. Oh, you're doing the Cardinals thing. Yes! See, I thought you actually believed all this. You're doing the Cardinals That's thing. That's all that matters to them. Why would I look left or right? What the hell do I got to do with those guys? I got to face these guys right here. What the hell are they <laughs> well, doing? Eventually, you got to face those other teams. We'll worry about that when we get to it. We're here. Mm. We're leading the division. We are division leaders. And what we've done this offseason. We were last year. Offseason. That was the same thought process last year, though. It didn't. Okay, Marcia, it didn't work out. It didn't work this year. (laughs) It didn't happen. It didn't work out. Maybe. Time out. Carrie, what do you actually, what does Carrie believe? I believe that in order to be a really good team, you got to get good players and find, I believe that they should have spent, I I believe they still need one more ace on this pitching team. They need eyes. Okay. They need an ace. Why? I, what is your disrespect for disrespect for Sonny Gray? Sonny Gray's a good pitcher. I think they need. I think they need our ace, Anthony. He is our. Let's not do the our ace. He's their ace. That's a, he's that. Is he an ace or not? Ace. Is he a stud or not? I think they still I need. I haven't seen him. A, another starting pitcher. A, a number one 
It can be 1A, 1B. I don't care. But I think that they need that. I think it needs to be a Dylan Cease. And I think that that's going to cost you something that they don't feel comfortable with leap, uh, uh, losing. And so that's where I think. And I think one more arm in the bullpen would be wonderful. Other than that, I think they did everything that they were supposed to do. That's a missing ingredient. Now, to your point, when you have the grocery list, if you're making tacos and you don't have the ground beef, you definitely need it, right? Mm. Unless you're going to make some different type of tacos. Like vegan tacos. Vegan tacos. Who wants that? Yeah, some people out there like vegan tacos. Okay, this is where we have the ultimate problem. Is, you know, your tacos, you're making them with ground beef. Yeah. For me and the rest of Cardinal Nation, we want Wagyu beef in our tacos, okay? I, We're I spending think they, that extra I, no, money I, for the great tacos. I think, they, I think they're actually using ground beef. And... No. <laughs> I want the Wagyu beef, okay? It melts in your mouth. You that taco's got to be cost, so... Jamie? If you're going to sell me a damn taco, you better make it good, Carrie. You know how much, you know how much that's going to run you? No. This ground beef is sufficient. I understand, but that's what I want. Right, so you, so you're happy you, with the ground beef. That's fine. I, I know. I would love, Anthony, I would love a little more you? additions. You're more of a chicken guy, aren't you? The chicken you're taco? Way out there. Here's. Chicken tacos? Yeah. Listen, I love tacos. <laughs> chicken tacos, beef tacos, wagyu tacos, breakfast tacos, any sort of tacos. Yeah. Well said. I'm all in. Yeah. They still need one. But if you are focusing and... Again, I have no reason to believe anything other than they only focus on the NL Central, probably because they say it. <laughs> that they That's the only thing that they are con- – win the division. Mm. That seems to be the line. <laughs> win the division. And if you are lucky enough, the Arizona Diamondbacks weren't expected to make it as far as they did last year. No one predicted them to make a run through the playoffs in the manner in which they did. They have a lower salary than most of the teams they faced. Win the division, man. Just get in. Hell, be a wild card. I was about to say, they didn't even win the division. Oh, I was about to say, be a wild card. Not even close. Figure it out, one All way right. or the other. Gary, I don't like your attitude. Not today. <laughs> Sorry. Don't like your attitude Obviously. regarding the Cardinals, but um, you gotta get used to we'll it. have plenty of time to talk about it <laughs> in the upcoming months, if not years. Does any quarterback have more at stake in the playoffs this year than Lamar? We'll get into that next on one when he's been. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber is an authorized Yeti dealer and also stocks a large assortment of grills, so celebrate summer with a new Big Green Egg, Weber Gas, or Charcoal Grill, and all of the accessories from Hackman Lumber. Come visit their showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. The 
the NFL playoffs wildcard weekend starts on Saturday afternoon. Everybody's fired up, including Super Bowl Let's champion Kerry Davis. About time. This is the best time of the year. It's awesome. Yeah. Football, man. I hate that the national championship is already over with and college football is already o- over with, but the good news is we got NFL forever. playoffs. What's that? Can't go forever. Anyway. Well, NASCAR goes forever. Soccer goes forever. Why <laughs> no, can't we have golf? Even those, golf even goes those forever. Half seasons. Football has has a they, has a limit. You got a number of hits your body can take. Did you just you compare football to golf? He did. Kind of. I didn't. Well, Marsh he said it, it goes forever. We were, we were mentioning all the forever. sports that go soccer forever. goes forever. WWE sure. goes soccer year takes, round. It's it the does. soccer those, season. Those guys take a beating. They do. Really do. The soccer season ends, and then an hour later, they're like, "We're back." Yeah. NASCAR, same deal. Gotta, Took about a week off. You have to run into people in football. It's, it's painful. Trust me. Just take my word for it. Hey, Kerry. Anthony doesn't care. Clearly. I, d- I don't care. <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> hey, no worries. You know, the season Go we got about another one. <laughs> <laughs> we got about a month left of the Scott NFL. Here is dead. <laughs> Sorry, it's Marsh. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we have a, about a month left of the NFL and then, you know, a few weeks and then we'll get into college basketball postseason. That'll lead nice. us into the NHL and NBA playoffs. Oh, yeah. We're fine. Playoffs. We're just fine. Yeah, it was good. Riveting. NBA playoffs are, are trust me. You, we're going to watch some basketball. You and I. We? What are you, French? You, yeah, we. <laughs> we, we. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Heading into the playoffs, is there any quarterback with more at stake than Lamar Jackson? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I, yeah. We were talking about it earlier. We didn't talk about him personally, but we talked about the team. Dak Prescott. Yeah. What the hell is Dak Prescott? Like, a human being? He is. He is a human. And I hear he's a good human being, Very to good. be honest. So nice nothing against Dak Prescott, the human being. Now, he's on the football field. I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Is what has he ever done? His biggest knock has been he can't get his team to relevance. The promised land. And so if he goes out there in wild, or in, yeah, against the Packers mm-hmm. and loses. That'd be bad. That's bad. That'd be really bad. Isn't he up for contract? Or am I crazy? Uh, he's due, I think, in a in a year. I think he, he's like got he's one coming more year. around. Like they're yeah. talking about. They're talking this. about renewing him. Yeah, but it, 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 it that would be really bad for him. Um, Lamar has a lot to prove. The name that that this is probably going to shock you, Anthony. One of them would be Josh Allen, I think, because they got the home playoff game. You saw what happened last year when they lost to the Bengals in a, in, in a home playoff game, which was absolutely terrible. That mm-hmm. was a terrible game for them to lose. But, the, but think about this. Because this is a person that I, I he has always been kind of looked down upon or not thought of in this light. And some people even thought that this team could use another quarterback to excel and pro- project them into being a really successful team. Who are you talking about Desmond Ritter? Joe Flacco. Jared Goff. Oh. Jared Goff could be playing for his job. Come on. No, seriously. Not, not, not in the terms of he would be fired next year or, or, or be released, but in terms of they may draft a quarterback and say, hey, we got our guy that's next. Because you don't he, think he's done enough in Detroit to I solidify? I think he's done a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff is always forgotten about. We had this matchup of the, of the L.A. Rams versus the Detroit Lions, and you and I, Matthew Stafford <laughs> going back to Detroit. That's going to be awesome. Detroit versus L.A. Oh, yeah. And they were like, wait. Jared Goff actually played for L.A. Oh, yeah. as well. Goff, like, is, it, Goff is facing we, his former team, we too. We completely forget. Nope. Like, no one even thinks about Jared Goff in that light. And and some people, he's done a fantastic job. I thought last year he needed to have the season that he had to, to retain his job and make sure that they didn't go draft someone. He did a really good job. But he may be looked at as 
the guy to get you to the guy that mm-hmm. gets you over the hump. And if you lose to the Los Angeles Rams, being the division winner at home, first playoff game there in 30-plus years, you may add more fuel to that fire. I think, I, you know, golf is an interesting one. I do think it's Dak, though. Let's let, let's let's look at Lamar for a second here. Lamar got paid in the offseason, oh, yeah. so he's got Bunch his contract. Paid him too. Yeah, but he got his contract. I, I wonder, though, because the Ravens played that well, too. It's not like, you know, they're like, yeah, okay, see what your open market yeah. is. I'm sure they were telling people, multiple first round picks so we could say yeah this team passed on him that team passed on him. nobody passed on him he was under contract with the ravens still right. so anyways th- that's a moot point but when it comes to lamar he got he got he got paid he got his contract if he wins another mvp that's two for him yeah he doesn't have the super bowl yeah he doesn't have the long run yet where the legacy aspect of lamar jackson is still it has it hasn't been spoken for right mm-hmm. but with dak prescott Dak has been criticized for not to Jamie's point not being able to get it done at this level. He doesn't have MVPs. The contract that he's on right now, there's I'm looking at it right now, 2025 is when they can they can renegotiate that one. I think Dak Prescott home game against Green Bay up it, you, we'll, we'll see if you could get to an NFC Championship game. You'd probably have to go out to San Francisco a spot by the way, that everybody was questioning you the last time. Because when you went out there on, on Sunday Night Football, that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And everybody, that, those same questions start coming up against again about Dak Prescott. I think he's got more at stake than, than anybody. What do you guys think about Jalen Hurts? And I, I only bring that up because I feel like this team is on the cusp of imploding. To where d- defensively they're terrible. I mean, I, I don't even understand how you have a team that's won that many games and you're so I, I, terrible defensively. Jamie, I don't know that they're on the cusp of anything. I think they may have already done it. So, like, the, so okay, so <laughs> then one that and six into, in their was it one and five, one and one six and in five. their last. I think they, I think they lost the game before that. It, it's bad. It's not. I think it's one and five because yeah. remember I had the the comparison with the yeah. Bucks who were five and one in their right. last games. But I look at Jalen Hurts and I know he's got the twisted finger right now. But like, what what lies ahead for him if they go out there and lay an egg? Like, do people look at Jalen Hurts and be like, ah, that was a one and done, one hit wonder that one year he got did really good with that team? And yeah, I don't know. I think Jalen Hurts is fine. He got paid as well, so he he's solidified in his role. I think it's more about guys like like you said, Dak Prescott, who will be coming up for a contract extension at some point. And again, Jared Goff, a guy that people tend to forget about. He it sounds bad, but he seems to be forgettable for people, and mm-hmm. people don't tend to. Think about him in that light. And and Detroit, I mean, maybe they end up with a high team pick, especially if they lose this game. If you go draft a quarterback, you know what that means in the first round. I told you I had a teammate. Jamie, I told I told Anthony this. I had a teammate call me one day. He said, yeah, man, it's been fun, man. It's, it's, I love you, bro. Been good. <laughs> you know, it's been, been a hell of a ride. I said, bro, what are you talking about? He said, oh, well, you know, they, they, drafted, they drafted his position in the first round. He said, yeah, the writing's on the wall. I'm out of here. Like it's, I, I'm going to get paid too much. I'm not going to. They didn't draft him to sit him down. Say, I love you, man. It's been real. So if they draft your position in the first round, you're probably not going to have that job for much longer. And the Detroit Lions, we talked about them all week. Michael Penix might slide to wherever they are. That that, that it just I don't depends. Think get that far? I, you don't. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. You don't know. No. So, and you don't know where they're going to be drafting it. So it just depends on how well Jared Goff, for me, I think it's a lot on him 
going against his former team, a team, again, that he took to a Super Bowl that people tend to forget. Mm-hmm. They don't even think about how great that season was. They had that matchup against the Chiefs where that was one of the best games that I had ever seen, where it was just back and forth in L.A. People forget about Jared Goff. And so I think he has a lot to prove this playoff run. I know it's supposed to be like negative whatever this weekend, but if Tua and the Dolphins can't get it done, do what what does that organization do with him? Like, is he still going to be the guy? Or could you see something like what the Rams did where they knew they had a team, but they needed a better quarterback. They went out and got Matt Stafford. So I, I would always answer that question. What what do you have then? You know, what are your other options? If you can compare Tua to Matthew Stafford, which is what the, the what you're talking about with the Rams, the Rams had an opportunity, oh, do we want Jared Goff or does Matthew Stafford elevate it? We can get a deal done with, with Matthew Stafford. Let's go. The Bears, same deal. Justin Fields. We know we have Justin Fields. We also know we have the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. So you better get it right, not just on Justin Fields, but on Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix. That's what that – what are your options? So if you're the Dolphins, it's Tua and then what? Because Tua's a pretty good fit for that offense based on his accuracy. I'm not disputing him going in there. If he throws three picks, the questions are going to be there. Like, hey, is he, is he the guy? But what are you comparing him to? Because that, I think, is more practical, right? Like, what what are my options if I'm the Dolphins? And the Dolphins are in a hell of a better spot than, than most teams in the NFL. But it is interesting. And I do think Tua, if he, if he plays poorly, I think the questions are going to start – start coming up. Maybe not to the same degree as some of these other NFL veteran quarterbacks. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Do we have some? Yeah, we do. We got Bill Steelers on Sunday, Cowboys, Packers, and Lions Rams. So we have the triple header on Sunday for you of the NFL playoffs, so it should be, should be a lot of fun. Let's do a What's Trending next here on the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals. Welcome back to the Fastlane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it is time for What's Trending. Gentlemen, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago when the Blues were set to host the NHL All-Star Game, Jordan Bennington messaged or actually put it out on Instagram, Justin Bieber. He said, 10 breakaways, me versus you, you score on me, I'll dye my hair platinum blonde at Justin Bieber. Well, He tweeted today, the bet still stands at Justin Bieber, and that is because Toronto is hosting the NHL All-Star Game. I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that Jordan Bennington is an All-Star this year? Hmm. Uh, No. Uh, How hard is it to get? You you need to be a a pretty good team to have multiple players in the All-Star Game now, the way that it's constructed, right? Yeah, let's see here. Okay, so if we if we look at a simple stat, let's call it save percentage, which is one that basically the amount of times you save a puck that's shot at you. I'm trying to find our guy right now here. For every reason I can't, Joel Holfer is in here at 32nd in the NHL. 
And Jordan Bennington's 35th in the NHL with a 905 save percentage. The top goalie that plays on a regular basis would be you got Martin Jones at 934, but he hasn't played very much. Yeah, 20 games. Aiden Hill with Vegas, 933. Charlie Lindgren, I'll check his sideburns at 928 <laughs> right now. So you're a little off when it comes to save percentage. When it comes to goals against, I think that'll be a little bit inflated as well as we're already down into the 30s here before I find Jordan Binnington at 45th in the NHL, 3.05. So I don't know. He would have to be better than the Central Division goalies. Yeah, so, but Connor, what first pick is probably going to be Connor Hellebach. 100%. And then you've got to look to, you know, UC Soros in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He's had a pretty good year for those guys. Dallas Ottinger was hurt for a little bit, so that, you know, but Imminger in Arizona, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Or Ingram, rather. Mm-hmm. Ingram in Coyote, uh, with the Coyotes, he's been good. I don't know. I think there's an outside chance because of the name recognition. And certainly in the Toronto area where he's from, like, he may get some votes. Mm-hmm. But based on just numbers, and that's what they'll look at. Never mind what you see every day as a Blues fan or how much you like the big saves and what he's done for this team. The numbers don't get him there. Mm-hmm. And would he get over there over another player on the Blues? I don't know. The only other guy that is worthy of it mm-hmm. is Colton Pareko. Right. And that'll be a tough one as well because there are so many unbelievable defensemen in the Central Division. Well, Haskinen's hurt in Dallas, so that opens up a spot. But still, you got a lot of like Roman Yossi, and mm-hmm. you know, you got a lot of guys that are pretty good. So. I don't well, know. Be tough. It would be fun, though, if him and Justin Bieber finally got together after a few years. I don't even years. think you need the All-Star game, though. Like, that's the thing. If I'm the that's NHL, true. if I'm the NHL with the skills competition in particular that people are, like, kind of mid on these days, I would be reaching out to Justin Bieber and and Jordan Bennington independently and just kind of quietly having that lined up. And mm. then we've got one more event tonight. Like, and the last event of the yeah. whole thing is Bieber versus Bennington. Independent head-to-head. Mm-hmm. I'd be tuned into that. I'd be like, oh, my God. I'd watch it. Yeah, you would. Guys, Pete Carroll is out in Seattle. Well, at least the head coaching job. He will be an advisor. Thoughts on Pete Carroll no longer serving as the Seahawks head coach? I, I don't get this one, guys. I don't get this one at all. He, he said after his press game, his postgame conference, they beat the Cardinals on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He said, yep, I have every intention of of." Being here, being the head coach, I am, you know, I'm not worn out. I'm not tired on this. I'm not that. There was no indication from any Seattle media member or most Seattle media members that Pete Carroll, his job was at at, at Jeopardy here. There's got to be something that's going on. Perhaps it's even they look at maybe Dan Quinn and say, now it's the time to yeah. strike. Yeah. You know, he's the four, he, he won the Super Bowl as uh, Pete's defense coordinator. Right. Bring him, bring him, bring, bring him, him back. in. Yeah. Pete, Pete goes to the front office. Yeah. I think to me, it sounded more like a mutual agreement as opposed to Pete Carroll being fired or let go because he's still going to be on board in some terms with the with the franchise. So, just something that I mean, maybe when you when you realize after that post game conference, you're like, ah, yeah, I plan on being back, and then a a week or so removed from me, like, yeah, you know what, the, the grind is a is a bit much. The day to day. The draft is around the corner. There are so many things that that go with being a head coach. If you can still be involved, but probably not to the level that you have been, mm-hmm. it's probably better for him. And and as you said, Dan Quinn, 
is a name that would be looked at highly because I don't think we were talking about it earlier. I don't I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Just based on how well they played this year. Yeah, I think, it would take an embarrassing loss apparently to to get Mike McCarthy fired, which I don't know if Green Bay would yeah. qualify as one or not. That would be a bad loss at home. I think Pete Carroll maybe got the tap on the shoulder too from the ownership or the up above. Hey, That's by what the I'm way, thinking. Pete. This might be just a little too much. Better to retire and why don't you sit with me (laughs) up in the in the box and watch these games and you can advise our guys a little bit. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't think this was Pete Carroll's decision. I agree. I think it was a nudge. Yeah, and again, there must be a reason for that nudge. If you want him to be the head coach. You the guy's 72 years old. Nothing against him being 72, but like he's got a lot of energy. He does have a lot of energy. He's in pretty good shape. He runs around. Yeah, he likes to throw the football before the game. Mm-hmm. Not great throwing <laughs> style, but uh, looks like he's had a few shoulder injuries over the years. But yeah. I, I think it's time. Or maybe Jim Harbaugh. Maybe they know. Maybe they've got a beat on on Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. You think that state is going to welcome in Jim Harbaugh after Absolutely. beating Absolutely. Washington? Absolutely. No chance. In that, Absolutely. In that area. Too? Yes. The Northwest. A hundred percent. They already hate him when he was with the 49ers. They did. Hey, can't beat him. Join him, or hire him. I'm out. That's on it, that. Jim. Hire I'm him. calling it. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh to Seahawks. I'm out. Mm-mm-mm. I think it's got Dan Quinn written all over it. Yeah, there's some, there's yeah. some names. Ben Johnson. Dan Quinn was a coach there twice before. Yep. So I Under think Pete it's a natural. Yeah. I agree. But based on Marsh's reaction there, I'd now hope that it's Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Come on, on, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of injuries, you mentioned Pete Carroll it might have <sighs> injured his shoulder. Well, uh, Connor Bedard broke his jaw, and he's <clears throat> out for six to eight weeks. How do you guys think that this impacts the NHL from a national standpoint? Well, I think the Blackhawks are going to be terrible in that. Uh, they're going to be terrible. Didn't Charo yeah. play with a broken jaw? What, what, what's the difference? In, yeah, Charo came back and sat on the bench, wanted mm. to play, and they didn't play him. Oh. That then was he also came back the, the next. Cup. Then he came back Dude. two days later with it wired shut. He's wired shut. First yeah. shift of the game, yeah. Get to it. What's the problem here? Yeah, there's yeah. a difference between those two players. <laughs> in the situation. In the situation, <laughs> too. The worst team, yeah, one but, of the worst teams in the league. Stanley, Stanley Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you play to win the game, don't you? End of, his, end of his career. <laughs> yeah. Just beginning. Yeah. I can tell you this. I played with Chara at the start of his career. If that happened when he played for the Islanders, who we were terrible, and he broke his jaw. He'd be back the next game. There I believe go. that. I believe that. So. All right. Mm-mm. That's what's trending here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh, Kerry Davis, Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stolton, Miles Michaelis had some interesting comments about uh, Wilson Contreras fo- following last season, everything well, that went down. Nine months late. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> Could have used these comments while he was drowning, but never. that's okay. Well, okay, Jamie's got some... Throw some, the guy a life jacket or he's already drowned. Oh, no, sorry. It's too late. Oh, sorry. We, sorry we had it. the life jacket over here. There was like here. five of them. I couldn't decide which one. I just, uh, sorry there was enough that. room on the boat <laughs> or on the plank. Come on, Jack. Yeah. Come on up. <laughs> Literally, there's enough I'm room. I'm go, Jack. Yeah. We'll see you, buddy. See you. See you, pal. Leave your jacket, though. <laughs> oh man I'll hold on to this yeah. Is that water cold? Yeah. Alright uh, well, <laughs> Miles Michaelis His comments on Contreras next on 101 ESPN
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. lot of heat off of us as a staff that wasn't performing well you know and that's that takes a big guy to do that to say hey you know I'm going to take some of this heat for for our pitching staff doing well when I'm usually the first guy to say you know I'm in control of my game if if I pitch poorly you know that's on me and you know he was he was big enough to stand up and you know he, he kind of took some of that heat and he took it in stride so that was Miles Michaelis I have so much to say Okay. Mm. That's Jamie Rivers. Set it up there. (laughs) Well, why don't we hand out some Billy Joel tickets first? Let's do that. You're trying to freeze the kicker here, aren't you? (laughs) I am. You've been waiting. You've been chomping at the bit for the last couple of minutes here, so I want to get you more riled up here. Uh, 101 ESPN, that's us. We have your chance to score a pair of tickets to Billy Joel and Sting for one night only on Friday, September 27th at Bush Stadium. You can find all the ticket details and a bonus chance to register to win tickets to Billy Joel and Sting at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 mobile app. However, with tickets going on sale Friday, this Friday at 10 a.m., you can now win free tickets by texting into the Air Comfort Service text line, and we'll give you that in a set. We need to give you a question first. Jamie, you thought of a good one. Oh, yeah. This one's a little, it takes some thinking. So Billy Joel was married to Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley got her big break for starring in a movie in a minimal role, but it's probably her most famous role ever. What movie was that? There you go. If you know the correct answer and you're the 101st texter, 314-399-9646, you you will go see Billy Joel and Sting one night only on Friday, September 27th at Bush Stadium. Jim Hayes tweeted out that interview uh, or that uh, message, a video by Miles Michaelis. What he talked about with Wilson Contreras. I'm out, you know, it takes a big man to say, hey, I'm going to take the heat on this. Everything that went down last year when the Cardinals appear to throw Wills Contreras under the bus for all the pitching problems. Not appear. They threw Wills Contreras under the bus for all their pitching problems. Jamie, go. (laughs) So I I don't like this at all. A couple things I don't like. And and look, I'm sure Miles Michaelis coming coming clean now about this whole situation. Like, I'm sure he feels like, oh, this is great to get it out there and whatnot. But it's on the heels of Jack Flaherty basically saying the same thing. Yes. That, like, the pitching staff, to a man almost threw Contreras under the bus. And what we're finding out now, which makes me like Contreras even more, is Contreras said nothing. Miles mm-hmm. Michael said, well, he you know, he kind of wore it. You know, he didn't say anything. And what, whatever he said there. But basically said Contreras, like, just let everybody do their thing. You guys go ahead. I'm man enough. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be the guy. What which, the hell are we doing here? He's the only leader of that group then. So, but what are we doing? The pitchers blamed the catchers, and now, like nine months later... Are like, well, really, we we didn't pitch very good. It's not really his fault. Well, why the hell didn't you say that when your buddy, your teammate, had the firing squad ready for him? The media and everybody else and, oh, the worst signing ever. And why the hell did Mosaic do this? And then the the manager saying he's going to be in the outfield. And then, no, he's not going to be in the outfield. All of this transpired. And Michaelis and Flaherty and Adam Wainwright and whoever else, Stephen Matz, these guys could have come out and said, listen. What's happening here right now to Wilson Contreras isn't right. 
We haven't located our pitches at all. That's on us. And we haven't communicated well enough with Wilson Contreras over pitches we'd rather throw in certain situations because, well, we were off trying to win a WBC and we didn't do that either. Sorry, that was extra. I didn't. I, I didn't. You know what? That's fire. That was a little extra. At Team USA. I love the energy. It yeah. was true. I love it. He's rolling. Um, Let him go. But a uh, little bit of a ricochet there. Yeah, so, a bit. anyways, I, I just don't like it. If if I had a, t- a defense partner that I played with, a, a new guy that came to the team, and we're terrible as as a group, and it's me that's getting burned all the time. <laughs> And the media's going after him, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what, what he's doing. <laughs> Not sure why we signed him. No. What do you have to say for yourself? I, As you're still in your jersey. I would <laughs> I would say I'm terrible right now. Yeah. This poor guy here is dealing with this. Yeah. Like what, what bad comes of telling the truth in the moment? Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that the Cardinals pitching staff was not good. Just come clean and say, hey, listen. We are not locating pitches. Not sure why. It has nothing to do with the guy behind the dish. Is he new? Yeah. Is he Yachty? No. That's the only things that are true right now. Right. There were so many reports that, that came out all last season. You had the Michael K. report where they were saying, oh, he's calling pitches that pitchers don't even have. And then it happened, well, maybe it happened twice. Or it happened a couple of times. Well, maybe and you, you should have that pitch. And, and, and maybe you should. <laughs> maybe that's why I called it. Dummy, yeah. throw this. Anyone that I, had I eyes. <laughs> well, you should learn it now. Anyone that had eyes could tell that the pitchers, again, as you said, weren't locating their pitches. Their pitches. They, it was. I'm I'm set up here. You throw it here. I'm set up on the ground. You throw it high. It was so many times where how can you blame the catcher for calling a pitch? The last time I checked, if a pitcher throws the ball, it's coming out of his hand. I can tell you what pitch I want to throw or not. Nope, don't want that. I can hear it. Nope, no, I want that. Yep, that one. And then I throw it. If I don't throw it correctly, how the hell do you blame the guy behind the plate that is trying to catch it? That was all season long. And for them to now come out, what this does as a teammate, like you said, if you were to move away from that teammate, now I no longer trust you. And if I no longer trust you, I'm probably not going to do all of the things that I need to do to protect you when I need to protect you. I had a situation like that happen to me in college. Offensive linemen, group of them. We had a hard, hard offensive line coach. He was this big, Coach Heastan. He broke tables. He yelled so loud you could he would make the room shake. Offensive line, hey, CD, we need you to talk to Coach. He's uh, Heastan is on us too bad. Can you talk to Coach Turner? I got a relationship with the Coach. Hey, Coach. I'm a junior. These guys, some of them, older than me. Talk to the head coach. Hey, can you talk to Coach Eastan? He's a lineman getting in. He's on the too much. This is going. <laughs> they, they, want, they, they asked me to come speak to you. Can you have them, can you have him dial it back a little bit? Yeah, I'll see what I can do. He calls me in a couple of days later. CD, they, they said they never said that. Oh. Really? I said, do you think I walked in your office to give a damn about what goes in their room? What goes on? No. So what they do, they threw me under the bus. Wow. I don't like you guys anymore. You figure it out. I don't care if he kills you in there. It's on you now. So when your teammates don't protect you, when they don't stand up for you, when they let you have all of the things aimed at you and they don't respond. I saw Wilson Contreras a couple of times last year, and, and he was the events we saw him at, he was secluded. He was to himself. Because if I don't know who to trust, why would I be interacting with everyone when my teammates literally sit there and watch me take the brunt of all of this blame and they're not saying, and, and now 
six months later, oh yeah, you know what? That guy wasn't that bad. He he actually, we 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 messed up. Our it bad. was it was our bad. Meanwhile, we're not even saying it while he's around us. We're saying it via Zoom on a podcast because we don't have the you know what say it out to say loud it in front of him. Say it to him and then stand up next to him when he's in front of reporters. This isn't his fault. Mm-hmm. I have to pitch better. He calls the pitches. I throw the pitches. I don't care what he calls. I have to have conviction when I throw it and have the thought that it's going to be a good pitch. And I have to locate it where he's asking me to. Because if I hang it over the middle, I'm going to turn around and watch it. Just real quick, Anthony, I know you got something there. Mm. You brought up the whole calling pitches that the pitcher didn't have. Yeah. I read a thing about five months ago, uh, maybe longer now. It was after the Wilson Contreras thing had started and, and that came out. That Yadier Molina at times called pitches that pitchers didn't have. And then when they shook him off and shook him off, he'd go to a mound visit and say, what's the problem? He'd go, well, I don't have that pitch. He said, well, you should. Because that's what you be <laughs> sh- This is what you should be throwing here right now. Mm-hmm. But we didn't hear about that. Right. Pitchers didn't go, well, I sucked yesterday because Yachty came out and asked for a slider, which yeah, I, I don't, don't have. throw that mm-hmm. at all. Well, what did he tell you? He said, well, I should have a slider because that's what the pitch is, the, the best pitch in this situation would be. Yeah. So what would you do? Well, I went back to the bullpen and started and working on how to throw a slider because <laughs> Yachty told me to. So anyway, sorry, Anthony. No, no, that's, that's I fine. I can tell I, you want to defend uh, Michaelis. Go ahead. I think that, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. Just, just ripped him for nine minutes. Let me defend him now. Yeah. Even, even when he did crap on your boat idea, too. He hate me because yeah. he ain't me. You hate me because you ain't me. That's what, <laughs> it's a boat idea I had for him. And he hated my nickname. And he hated your Moose nickname. So. Really? Moose Michaelis. It yeah. didn't, didn't like the size it. of he the guy, like he didn't like it. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm from Florida. I said, okay, manatee. Oh, manatee <laughs> Michaelis. Yeah. Like, okay. No, I, I think that this is... I, I think that the, all all of this, like big picture, this this goes to the lack of grit that that team had last year. Everything started to go sideways, fingers started to be pointed, or people started to go internally, and that was it. There was a lack of leadership there, unfortunately. Now, you can't ask somebody to be a leader if he's not a leader. So hopefully they've got enough leaders now within that clubhouse where if things start to go sideways a little bit, you bring it back in. They have a leader, and his name is Wilson Contreras. Okay. Well, because if, he wore that, different... if he wore that, you're right. He we never heard about it from him. He didn't say you're a right. word. He 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 sat there and let the media pick him apart. Mm-hmm. He let you know what teammates feel like they threw him under the bus. He did not say one word, and we w- and he still hasn't said one word. Two of his starting pitchers have now spoken out in his defense. Fine timing, gentlemen. It should have happened months ago because that's what you do as a – that's what great teams are. They hold each other accountable. They protect one another. And they make sure that if one guy is getting beat down, this is not going to happen. This is my guy. I'm going to make sure he's protected. Two things here. One, I wonder if they would have even said anything if they weren't even asked the question. Two, it makes me wonder how long that Yadier Molina was masking this team's pitching issues. Well, I wonder if that – unfortunately, that was part of the issue too where Yadi. Because he was Yachty, he made the pitching staff a lot better than yeah. what it was. So now you hit the reset button on it, and you realize you 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 don't have him behind there. And by the way, the combination of Dave Duncan and Yadier Molina will always be unbeatable. Mm-hmm. So you don't have either guy now. Now Dave has been well, retired like for a while. Mad Dog wasn't too bad Mad either. Mad Dog wasn't too bad Rangers either. Rangers seemed to do okay with him. Jordan Montgomery fixed Jordan Montgomery. And not, not that Montgomery – I shouldn't say fix. He elevated Montgomery even more than what he was. So – yeah, it looks like they had they had the right voice there too. 
but maybe there was what to you didn't like the message you know there's there's some internal stuff here it's not just signings it's not just trades there's some internal stuff that needs to be ironed out that's like i said a good good teams take care of one another they make sure they're all you're not always going to agree with their. You're going to have teammates you want to punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Like it's part. Of it. you, have, you, have, you have teammates that you do punch. There in the you face. go. It happens. But at the end of the day, shouldn't have been standing. If you there. punch a teammate in the face. Nobody outside of that locker room knows. That's the key. Right. No one. You, never, you get punched a, in the face. Nobody knows. A good locker room never ever lets out the secrets. Mm-hmm. You internalize that within the group. You handle it within the group so that when you hit the ice or you hit the field, you're getting the most competitive product that's going to go to battle for each other. Correct. You don't have those cracks like that in the foundation. I always bring this up with your Steelers. When did we know Antonio Brown had a screw loose? When he put that dang on video on IG. It would be I would be my... When he got to the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean... It was, he did, yes. Yeah, you know he what I mean? figure some things out. So, yeah, but they yeah. they masked it. The Steelers did a great job. They they, they, they they allowed him to just be him. But still but we didn't within really the confines of, yeah. yeah, keeping it within the team, to yeah. your guys' point. All right, Jeremy Rutherford's going to join us next. Talk a little blues hockey with our Blues Insider from The Athletic next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. News, notes, and nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. Panthers last night, 5-1. to one. Joining us to talk about all things Blues is our Blues Insider with The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, who joins us right now via the 101 ESPN Celebrity Line. Jared, uh, certainly not the game that the Blues wanted last night, uh, but they played they played a lot better than the 5-1 score would, would indicate. I guess I'll just ask you the same question that you probably assume is coming. You'll get on uh, damn near every show. How do you fix this power play? <laughs> Yeah, I just jotted down uh, some notes for the past 15 minutes, and I'm like, I hope they ask me about this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so what's the answer, not, JR? <laughs> Enough with the joking. What's okay, wrong with the power play? Problem, JR. I don't appreciate your laughter. <laughs> let's do the uh, the breaking news sounder. I have the uh, answer for the power play. Here. Go ahead, Marsh. Let's fire it out here. Fire it up. Come on. Who needs Brad Richards? We got JR. Yeah. 101 ESPN breaking news alert. What do you got, JR? Hi, this is Jeremy Rutherford in Imperial, Missouri, reporting for the fast lane today. And the power play has struggled this year. It is 12 for 113. That's 10.6%. It is now last in the NHL, dead last. And after talking to Drew Bannister today, guys, uh, they have come to the conclusion that the power play needs to score. <laughs> that was great. You know, Jamie, why don't you ever say anything why like that? Why did you insightful? What are you guys, doing? He's been asking you for weeks now. What's That's wrong with this power play? play? It's got to score. How right. simple is that? Good it's stuff, weak. JR. Oversimplified. JR, you're yeah, hired. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Fair enough. 
That's unfortunate. Uh, JR, when you're watching that game last night, for you, obviously the power play is the black eye of the game. They they don't score on the four-minute power play, and then they don't score on the power play to begin the third period where they're down by a goal and desperately needed a goal at that point. But when you're watching that game, aside from the power play, what are some other things that you picked up in that loss? Well, obviously the power play, number one. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the first two periods were pretty good. First period was, was great, like you were saying earlier, Riv. Uh, there was a little sloppy puck play at times. I feel like that could have been better. But it's, it's tough against a good Florida team that's been humming here lately. Uh, you know, I think, like Drew Bannister said, there was one tough mistake made with that uh, Verona turnover. But you can't lose a game on one play necessarily. You know, I, I know we're avoiding the power play here, but I just go back to that. Like, when you have – the four-minute power play, and then you have the minute 49 fresh ice to start the third. You got to score. That's the number one thing with this guys is uh, I, I think even when the four minutes goes up on the jumbotron, and you realize the significance of it, who in the building thinks this unit's going to score? I, I just it's gotten to that point where you just don't even believe that it's coming. Jr. The Blues are a seven and four in their last eleven games, and this is a pretty tough stretch for them. What what do they need to do? Obviously, other than the obvious, to to make sure that they compete and get some wins out of the stretch. Yeah, I think just continue to play like they've been playing uh, for the most part lately. You know, even the first two periods last night, as we said. But you know, they've been playing some good teams here lately in Vancouver and and Carolina, and and playing tight games and showing up in the third period. And last night, it got away with uh, got away from them. Uh, but I think, you know, you're going to run into, obviously, some tough teams here, like you said, New York and, and Boston. And, and next week you got Philadelphia. Oh, I wonder that'll be a little interesting off the ice. <laughs> uh, but, but I just think it's a situation. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, a couple mistakes last night cost you. Um, but uh, for the most part, I like the way that they've been trending lately. Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider with The Athletic, joining us right now on the Fast Lane. So you just alluded to the Kevin Hayes situation. What can you share about it, and, and what, what, should we, what should we know? Yeah, just how adamant Kevin Hayes was yesterday when I asked him about the situation with uh, Cutter Gautier there, the prospect in uh, in Philadelphia, now traded to Anaheim. I'm sure you guys have covered it up and down, so uh, we don't need to necessarily set the table anymore. But all I know is that when I asked Kevin Hayes, uh, hey, do you have a response to that? Uh, the next three minutes and 30 seconds were Kevin Hayes talking. So it was he was pretty upset by the situation with, understandably so, he feels like he had no part in – Godier's decision, uh, which forced the trade to Anaheim, and wanted to make sure he was trying to uh, clear his name, the fact that uh, he did not steer the prospect away from the Philadelphia Flyers. JR, do you think a situation like that could impact him on the ice? Uh, you, you, that's a, a life situation. We worry about the sport aspect, but, but the actual living part is, can that impact him on the ice? I think so, Kerry, um, to a you know, certain degree. Obviously, as Riv knows, once you drop the puck, you know, you tend to, to put that stuff behind you for a couple hours, and you know that too, uh, Kerry. But I, I think that the magnitude to which it got, you know, none of us are Kevin Hayes. None of us went on social media yesterday morning and saw death threats and, you know, comments about his brother who's passed. And I know you guys have uh, talked about how despicable that was. Unfortunately, Social media, pro sports, you know, we see that stuff all the time, but we've never lived a day, at least I haven't, Anthony hasn't. Uh, sorry to bring that up, Anthony, in uh, these guys' shoes in terms of what they have to deal with. So, you know, for the most part, uh, Kevin tried to put it to rest yesterday. I'm sure it'll linger on, especially with the Flyers coming to town next week. 
but uh, for a couple hours anyway, I'm sure you just try to put it away. Yeah, and uh, I'd like a caveat there yet, Jr. I haven't lived that <laughs> uh, yet. That's a good point, Anthony. Still time. This is going to be a college baseball comment there. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Jr. the uh, the Blues Hall of Fame ceremony that weekend is coming up here soon, and it was announced today that former Blues executive Susie Matthew will be honored with her first ever with the first ever True Blue Award. Uh, for her commitment and the impact on the organization. Let me just say, I'm going to ask you about this in a second, but Susie Matthew and I have a direct connection, and the, the connection is on draft day in 1993, I had interviewed with the Blues twice that weekend, and I did wasn't even supposed to talk to them once. I talked to them twice, and after the second interview, uh, they got together, had a meeting, and then on the floor, the draft floor, they had their second pick coming up. And they're all talking about who they wanted to pick. And Susie Matthews says, I want to pick Jamie Rivers. I like Jamie Rivers. He's my pick. And they all like, well, he's a good interview. He did this. And so they announced me as their second pick that year at the draft. And Susie Matthew and I always joke about it to this day that I was her pick. That's awesome. And so I think it's a great award for someone who's just an awesome individual that brought so much to this organization, JR. As you know, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know. She is the absolute best. That's a great story. Uh, I've known Susie for several years. You guys, she was the first ever PR director for a professional sports franchise, to my knowledge, in any of the big sports. And wow. So that was in the 1970s uh, with the uh, St. Louis Blues. And obviously she was way, way, way much more than a, a PR director. As you said, she did the draft for him, right? <laughs> but I, I talked to uh, Brett Hall a couple times, and he said Susie was a second mom to me. Uh, she picked me up at the airport after the trade from Calgary, and she never left his side. Uh, one time I was working on a story about Brett Hall, and I called Susie Matthew, and she goes, Jeremy, I couldn't find him for like three days. I'm trying to get a hold of him. All of a sudden there's a report in Minnesota of this car wreck, and the TV stations are calling me. They're saying the car that was in the accident, and there was a fatality. Uh, it, it was Brett Hall's license plate, and I, I can't get a hold of him. I'm so worried about Brett. Finally, Jeremy, I get a hold of him, and I tell Brett the story, and Brett goes, Ah, let him worry. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> she, so, so Susie, Susie was always watching him, right? She was always babysitting Brett Hall. Well, that's the thing. That's the, the the beauty of all of this is Susie Matthew was Brett Hall's babysitter. Now, so much more for the organization, but she took care of Brett, made sure that he got to you know appearances and signed things and did this and did that. Like he said, it was like his second mother, and that's not a lie. So... The, the organization certainly owes a lot to Susie Matthew, and I, I'm just thrilled that they have this award and she's the first recipient, man. She is so deserving of it. Just saw her, Anthony, not too long ago at the Blues Alumni Holiday Skate, her and her husband, and it's awesome. Every time I, I see her, we have a good laugh, and she always tells that story and That's told great. my kids that story. Uh, so I, I'm thrilled for her, and nice. uh, I know you are too, JR. Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to hear more of the stories. You guys know 1986, Monday Night Miracle, Blues beat Calgary here in St. Louis, and then they've got to go to Calgary for Game 7, and if they win, they're going to play in the, in the Stanley Cup Final. Well, they lose, and Harry Ornest cancels the plane flight and, mm -hmm. and the plane reservations back to St. Louis. Guess who put all the flights, all the players' flights on their credit card for the flight from Calgary back to St. Louis? Susie Matthew and Bernie Federico put them on their personal credit cards to get the boys back home from wow, Calgary. Wow, that's she, incredible. She did it all, yeah.
That's great stuff, JR. Well, thank you for some of those short those stories. Uh, and also thank you, of course, for the breaking news on how to fix the power play. Something we haven't thought of. Just score more on the power play. I've got a lot more notes here that we <laughs> Well, we'll we'll bring you back next week. How about that? We'll go over more of them. Uh, okay. Let's do uh, let's do next Wednesday. Okay. Right, next right. Wednesday, right around the same time. All right, JR. Have a good rest of your week, man. All right, you guys too. Bye. At JP Rutherford online for more hard hitting stuff. He's Jared's the best. Oh, he's, he's awesome. Fantastic. That was great. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it's fast on a one on one ESPN. We will do our sports six pack coming up in about fifteen minutes. So send in any questions that you have three one four three nine nine ninety six forty six Air Comfort Service text line, uh, or you can reach us on the Air Alliance Team YouTube channel at one on one ESPN SDL, affectionately known as the Snake Pit, mm-hmm. Fastlane Snake Pit. So any sports questions, six pack coming up in fifteen minutes. How would you rank the current job openings in the NFL now that we know that Seattle is open? That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Now that we know that the Seattle job is open with Pete Carroll moving to a different role within the Seahawks organization, how would you rank the current job openings in the NFL? Let's let's do this first. Let's let's talk about like the obviously the least attractive job would be Carolina. Carolina. I wouldn't want to go there. I mean, if I needed a coaching job, like I say I wouldn't want to go there. If I had other options, right. I would exercise those options. The team is terrible. It's just the beginning and I don't want to play for that guy. Mm-hmm. That's probably the easiest division, though, of all of the ones. Yeah, but on Kerry, the there's list. no guarantee. Like Frank Reich went oh, yeah. there; he's gone halfway through the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there are no guarantees. But if you're thinking of all things being okay, that division is. is you're I, telling I, me that'd I, be your first pick. I, it wouldn't be my last. It wouldn't be your last. Nah. Who would be your last? Who would be your last? The Commanders are pretty terrible too. Mm-hmm. They got great ownership now, though. They're not going to be terrible very long. They are pretty terrible, though. But proud, they won't be long. Typically a proud organization. And, and the division. Like, when you think about, you have to. <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals got this thing figured out. You got to win the division, oh, people. There, he goes again. He doubled down on it. <laughs> By the way, if you're you listening, gotta you got to win it. your division. What are we doing? Just, just when I, I was ready to kind of. You were almost there. I was almost there. You were almost you back. You have to win. Anthony was your, almost there. You Gary, have you did to. that. I know. I, it ruined it for him, right? Yeah. Now I'm down again. You sure are. You got to win your division. Wouldn't you want a coach that would go in there and has the mindset that I can turn this around? Yes. That's what I would want. But to Jamie, so let's just, let's just say Jamie's point. Which here. one? Uh, the one where he said, if you have options, right? If you yeah. are oh, in yeah. demand. That's how we. That's how we're gonna look at it. The Carolina Panthers are the absolute worst job. They are the worst. If you have with options. because of David Pitt yes. Tepper, I agree. What? Now but, you agree? No, no, no. I agree. They're a terrible you situation. Just yeah. with me however, for two minutes. <laughs> however, he did. He heard it. If so, he asked me which one is worse. If I got two options, and the options are the Commanders or the Panthers, I'm probably the gonna go to Panther. I'm probably going to. The division is easier, people. Carrie, that's going to change. Uh, you got can't always take the easiest path, Carrie. Carrie, you want to play you against wanna, the Cowboys? You want to work for a bad Eagles owner every single 
How much? You want to get? You want to win a bad every Tuesday? Yeah, but it might only clear for six months. It <laughs> may, but guess what? I got guarantees, and I'm sure it's going to clear for the next. He's going to throw months. you out if you're oh, the head coach. If you're bad, he'll throw you out you're like going, a water you, bottle. You're going to be worse. Yeah, listen, that division is terrible. The, what were the Falcons this year? Five and eight, six and seven and ten. Seven and ten. Same record as the Vikings so and, the, and the and the Saints. What were the Saints? Seven and ten? Eight and nine. Eight, no, yeah, nine and eight. How many teams yeah. were above five hundred in that division? Two. Two. Bucks and Saints. They're good teams. The Bucks though. and the Oh, the Saints did go nine and eight? Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Not, barely. Thanks to barely squeaked by. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah, they won the last two games. Yeah. So yeah. not a great division. No, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> You're not gonna get any pushback there. All right. I still think the Panthers are the worst the worst gig. What would be the best? I mean, I think it's the Chargers. That's wrong. Chargers. It, for me, in order of like pecking order, would be Chargers, Seahawks, Titans. See, well, yeah, I, I mean, because none of those teams, other than the Chargers, have a quarterback that you trust. Seahawks, you got Geno. You're fine. You really have right the bones. Back. You're fine. Yeah. love it, but you know, is he? He had a great year last year. Two years, yeah. So not this last past season. season. Yeah, last yeah. twenty-two season, not the twenty-three season. The Titans, they've drafted a couple of quarterbacks back-to-back, and they still started Tannehill at some point. So there's that. And you know, the Raiders, they, Aiden O'Connell, they got rid of Derek Carr. Aiden is fine. Jimmy G didn't play. We don't know. There are there are so many questions. There's really only, for me, one answer, and that's the, the Chargers. That, because they have the quarterback position solidified. You don't have to worry about that. And they got to – now, that team is getting older. Keenan, Keenan yeah. Allen is getting older. They have issues. Mike Williams can't stay healthy at all. Their first-round draft pick um, uh, was – Quinn Johnson. Quinn Johnson. Yeah. Johnson didn't catch enough passes at all. The Chiefs should have drafted him. No, he'd have fit in perfectly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Marsh set you up there. So, yeah, it, it's still the Chargers because of the quarterback position. Exactly. But, again, everything around him is getting a little bit older. Yeah, they, Austin Eckler is coming Eckler, off a, a he's, rough he's year. Probably, he's yeah. going to be done. It, I, he's trending in the wrong yeah, direction. Yeah. They were smart not to pay him. Yep. Joey Bosa is going to have to take a haircut because the cap situation yep. isn't great, like you said, the roster. But they've got the ultimate equalizer, which is they got Justin Herbert. Correct. So out of all those teams, I agree, Jamie, it's the Chargers, then the Seahawks, because at least they've got you know good bones, still have great ownership. Kind of like a team. Yeah. I would go Falcons over Titans. Really? Yes. Oof. Oof. I think the Falcons have. He can't help himself. He can't. Yeah. It's, nobody it's craps on. Nobody craps on the Falcons like I do. Yeah, but nobody defends him more than me too. It's weird. <laughs> it is kind of weird. Right? It's we like I hate these guys, guys. Stink. but I'm gonna pick but him to win tomorrow. What's that, what's that called? Stockholm syndrome. Yes, I got that. Yeah. Like, well, you know. Not too bad when they torture me. They're kind of nice. No, but I, in all seriousness, that the Falcons I think have a better roster than the Titans do. They nobody, neither team has a quarterback. Yeah. But the de- the defense they spent they spent wisely last year. Jesse Bates was outstanding. Everybody's like, oh, they paid him too much money, really? Because he right. was he was incredible all season long. They got uh, Grady Jarrett coming back. They've got the, the the pieces on offense. They don't have a quarterback. The Titans don't have a quarterback either. Right. And I think that I think the Falcons have more top to bottom. You, Tennessee's defense is terrible. There's it, not a lot there. They got outside Jeffrey of Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, he's That's a, it. He's a guy. Who else? Yeah. You know he, he 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 does. He was hurt a lot this year. When he's when he's healthy and playing well, they are hard to run on. They are a hard team to do much on because he creates so much havoc yeah. in the backfield. So that that makes a huge difference. They do need some. They do need some more depth around on the defensive side. I still feel like that they 
I don't know. Atlanta built their team wrong. I've and agreed. I cannot go with them. <laughs> what makes you say that? Why would you draft all of these skill guys and not have A, a person to get the ball to them, B, an offensive line to protect and pave the way for them? The old line is good. Well, they don't they, they, they can't get the ball to the guys. They don't have a quarterback. Oh Jesus. <laughs> they don't have a quarterback. They got a good old line. They got the skill positions. They got to get yeah. speed, and they've got to get a competent head coach. Well, they got some work to do. They certainly they? do. But they're in the great division. Uh, going back uh, to your original point. Uh, All right, it's a fast line on 101 ESPN to get a question for us. Our sports six pack is next. 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. By the way, speaking of which, Pat from Freeburg won the tickets boy, for Billy Patty. Joel and Sting. Jamie had the question. Uh, Billy Joel's one-time wife. Christy, uh, Christy Brinkley. Brinkley. Christy, I always say Brooke Shields because somebody wrote Blue Lagoon on here. <laughs> no. yeah. Uh, yeah, Christy Brinkley is most famous for a small part in a movie. What movie was that? And it was. Correct answer is. Holiday Road. <laughs> it's vacation. <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation. Who could forget that? So, Pat, nice job. I yelled. Uh, honey, it's okay. I yelled because uh, this girl in here had no clothes on, and she said the water's cold. It scared me. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> Those movies are great. So, Pat from Freeburg won the tickets. All right, Sports Six Pack next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now... If you have a question for us, you can send it into the Air Comfort Service tax line at 314-399-9646. Time for our sports six-pack with Kerry Davis and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh. Question number one. We were talking about Jim Harbaugh earlier because Pete Carroll is out as head coach in Seattle, and Anthony had a great idea that was only in his mind that maybe he should be the head coach of the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks, even though those fans in Washington – just had their hearts crushed on Monday night. So what? From the three-one-four, better fit for Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh going back to Michigan, going to the Charger, or the Chargers, or Seattle. So I, lo- I, lo- I would love to see him with the Chargers. I think Jim Harbaugh with Justin Herbert and, and that team. I think that's what they're missing. Quite honestly, I think the Chargers are an unmotivated team that. Yeah, well, we're the second team in L.A. We're always me. We've got a good quarterback, but the coach sucked before. Like They just seem like almost like a lifeless team. And I think Jim Harbaugh would have to fix that. Not going to like my answer. Michigan. You're going to win the division. Oh, <laughs> you know this stuff is cyclical, right? I, like... I have to sit down. I just have to sit down. This guy. This guy. The Chiefs are in the division. Go back to Michigan. (sighs) Oh, yeah, because there's no trouble. There's not not many powerhouses. Not as much. God. Kerry, wrap your brain around the fact that he's not going back to Michigan. (laughs) I think he's going back to Michigan. Didn't you hear those fans when they got off the plane chatting, shouting one more year? They yeah. want to see him repeat. One more year after you're suspended a year. One yeah. more right. year. Right. If he's suspended, he's out of there. And I think the Chargers would be the best fit. 
Chargers. Yeah. He got Chargers. He does this final all answer. The time yeah. Now. yeah. He argues. He argues and then, and then three minutes later he's like, What, what you guys said? It feels like yeah. a relationship I was in one time yeah, before yeah, Anthony. Hey, hey, yeah. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> Question number two. We haven't talked about this, at least on this show, but from the 636, was Blake Baker posting the Wolf of Wall Street gif, or gif, depending on how you say it, and then bouncing three days later the biggest Diamondback look of the football offseason so far? Blake who? Blake Baker, the defensive coordinator for Missouri. Mizzou. Going to LSU. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I was, for some reason, I was sick of the NFL. I'm like, who the hell is Blake? I'm like, it's Buddha Baker. (laughs) The great Bambi. I'm glad you said something. Because I've forgotten who the hell he was. (laughs) From NFL to NFL. I'm like, wait, what? I I mean, you you go where the money is. You go where the opportunity is. And people aren't going to like this answer, right? LSU, despite how great Mizzou of a season they had this year, LSU is more of a name brand what? than the Missouri Tigers. And so if you have For an now. Opp- They stole Go okay. Tigers, clearly. The, go Tigers. Uh, clearly. <laughs> so... That to me, and I don't, I don't know what the contract was for for Blake Baker here uh, at Mizzou, but I would assume that he's getting a little bit more money. His family, his wife, played uh, soccer, I believe, at LSU. Family is I from think that she's from there, yeah, from too. that area. It, it, it made more sense, I guess, for him. And again, it is LSU versus Missouri. It would be the same if the man left Illinois to go to Michigan or Michigan State, even. That's just how it is. The name brand schools, coaches want to be in those environments. But a parallel move? Like, that's the part. I that don't think that's parallel. Well, I, I don't think, think people, I think he got I don't the same think, job, though. He got the same job. Was it the same is money? Getting, if no, it's the same I'm, money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about as far as, like, his job resume is concerned. Yeah. Why would he not wait another year and get a head coach job? Why would he not go to LSU and have the same opportunity on what some perceive to be a better team? Yeah, but he's not going to be the head coach. If they have he's a, not be- gonna, he if won't they be have the a better coach. team, they're not firing the head coach. No, no, no. They won't fire the head coach. But if he has a team that is a, a, a an SEC champion or SEC caliber team, mm-hmm. championship team, playoff team, and they go further than what he perceives maybe Mizzou could, the you're going to get better players at LSU than you will at Missouri. For See, now. I'm thinking long term though. For now. Like I'm thinking long term. For now. For my profession, if I was him. In in five years, greater, maybe that, that conversation is different. It would be greater for my career if I made a bigger difference at a school like Mizzou, who's less apt to have a big ass program like LSU supposed to be like one of the big dogs. Yeah. If I go there and, and Mizzou makes the college playoff and we win a game. Again, two years in a row, my defense is real good. All of a sudden, it's knocking on the door for head coach jobs. I don't have to wait in line because I just helped this guy, who's my head coach, stay here for another four years I don't because think, I gave him a great defense. I don't think you would have to wait either way. I think it's going to be the same. I think if you're Mizzou. It won't be at LSU, though. <clears throat> no, it won't be at LSU. If so, you're, so much for the family thing. It won't be at Mizzou either. No, I know that. No. <laughs> I, I wasn't insinuating. Oh, okay. No. I think if you're Mizzou, you say, if you don't want to be here, get to stepping. Whoa. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, you 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 are working your he way left to have. We don't want you anyways. <laughs> you're working your way that's to like, having that conversation with that's people. That's like I resign. No, I, you're fired. <laughs> Get out. I already sent in my. Yeah, it's giving me weeks. real uh, Kevin Durant energy. Oh, 
Oh wow! Hey, oh, wow. Why did KD get a straight a, a shot here? What did he? Well, do? because he lost to a team and then joined them. He did. They didn't lose. To, oh, they did lose to this yeah, team. They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. Why is that? Oh, it's because the defense couldn't hold them in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you can't beat them. Join part him. of his plan. <laughs> and he made up a burner account and torched yeah. his former fan base. There's <laughs> the shot at KD. The there it is. <laughs> Question number three. I think we're on question number three. Sure. Uh, yeah. From Thanks Dad, we were talking about, uh, you know, Miles Michaelis and what he had to say about Wilson Contreras, that whole situation. Thanks Dad's question is, how do you call a pitch they don't have with PitchCom? Isn't it just not programmed in? No idea. I don't know how PitchCom no works. Idea. I have no clue. I'm going to go yeah. buy one. We're going to start doing that here. When I, when I, want, a certain, <laughs> when I want a certain segment, yeah. I'm going to Anthony wear the hat. And I'm yeah. like, beep, blues. Coming up next. <laughs> Anthony be shaking it off. Yeah. <laughs> be like, no, I want to talk yeah. Falcon. He's no, no, no. <laughs> but he throws, in a, he throws in a soccer segment. We're like, oh, we don't have that in our repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony called the pitch we don't have. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll talk about soccer. We don't oh, have anything on that. Oh, uh, it's funny all the way around, huh? Uh, What's the question? <laughs> Let's just move on. Question number four. From the 618, the wife and I traveled to Carolina over the weekend oh, to see Jamie Rivers at his finest. Nice. My question is, which stadium slash arena was your favorite to visit or to play in? Oh, wow. So I never had a bad game in L.A. or New York. I'll tell you that much. You couldn't Why? afford to. Why? It wasn't good for business. <laughs> i just be honest. Uh, L.A. was awesome because the, we played at the Great Western Forum yeah. for most of my career. And they had the back stairwell where there's a little doorway. It looks like nothing. And it leads all the way up to this place called the Forum Club where all the Hollywood celebrities would hang out. Anybody who was like a rock star, an actor, anybody, that was the Forum Club up there. All the big wigs. They would just come sauntering down. And they'd be in your locker room because really? it was right across the hall, the door to get to this. So they come in. We'd have guys and girls sitting around and like, you know, outside the locker room, of course, uh, Carrie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it was like, okay, if you had a terrible game, nobody wanted to talk to you. Right. Nobody wanted to have a beer with you. Like, that guy sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> you try to have a good game. He was a minus three tonight. Yeah. To hell with that guy. And MSG, for whatever reason, I just loved it. I'd step on the ice and be like, look at this place, man. There's no way I can play bad in this building and look at myself in the mirror. And so even if I had a couple of like bad shifts, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to go run somebody now. Yeah. I need to turn this thing around quickly. Nice. So those are two buildings that I loved playing in for sure. What was uh, one of the, the rooms at MSG? Was it the green room? Is that where all the players went? Is that what it was called? Inside MSG? Yes. I never went to the green room. We always went over to the China Club right after. Okay. That place was bumping. That was kind of like the thing after Studio 54 mm. had just kind of closed down. Hmm. So no visiting players could go into the green room? Was that uh, more of just that, a Ranger thing? I don't know. I think it's probably a Ranger thing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't end up in there once in my career, which means probably wasn't available. Kerry, <laughs> 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 what about you? Uh, well, I like playing. Uh, we played a game here. And for me, that was awesome. Just being able to have all of my family and friends here. Um, I never got to play in Lambeau Field, which I really wanted to to play there and, and experience that. College, it was Michigan and Ohio State. Oh, man, those are great. House. Penn State, too, was awesome. You got to, I mean, they had one of those whiteouts. There's 100,000 people in white shirts screaming at night. It's absurd. But, yeah, those were some pretty good environments. Nice. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We've got a returning gauntlet contestant. Oh, gosh, darn it. 
Nice work, Carrie. Thanks. Those were tough, though. It's all right, Carrie. I forgive you. Yeah, we all do. We all forgive you. Yeah, because we haven't played yet. True. (laughs) Well, next, I want to win you a spin. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. All right, 402. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Time for the gauntlet here in the fast lane. We have Devin back for round two of the gauntlet. He beat Kerry yesterday in hockey. It's kind of a rough one for oh, all parties involved. Yep. But Devin is back uh, again for round two. Devin, would you first of all, how are you? Everything good? I'm doing fantastic. Droid. I hear you guys. It's Snake Droid pit. from the Snake Pit. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 How are you guys doing today? We're doing, doing great. Well. We're doing great. Uh so after beating Carrie yesterday, would you like to take on Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, or me today? I'm taking on Jamie Rivers. Yeah. Son of a Well, you know what? Let's I go. hope we get hockey today. I heard you yeah. at hockey yesterday. I heard about you hockey yesterday. Bring it on, Donkey Kong. I'm hoping the odds are in my favor. I'm praying for that wheel today. So, <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck, man. <laughs> Good luck. All right, Jamie's going to make his way into the cone of silence. Devin, go ahead. Tell Marsh to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel, Marsh. All right, you said, but hockey. Yeah, you, you said anything but hockey yesterday, I think, right? Yep. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, you're okay. It's know. not going to be hockey. It will be... Random, random trivia. Okay, Let's random. Do it. Let's do it. Random trivia. Fun fact, Jamie, when we used to write all the questions, Jamie would come up with the, the random questions at one point. Does he hate random? No, he doesn't hate it. hates random? We all do. Okay. Except for him, I think. All right. All right. Do I have one? Do we have all the launch codes? Oh, there we go. Yes. Thanks, sir. All right. All right, Devin, here we go. Who wrote the original version of... I shot the sheriff. Releasing the song in 1973 with his band, The Wailers. Oh, boy. I should know this. I listen to rock music a little bit. Oh. I think I'm going to need the options, though. Okay. Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley, or Jim Morrison? Go, Jim Harrison? Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley, or Jim Morrison. Was it Jimi Hendrix? Ooh. Let's go, Jim. It was Harrison? Morrison. Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's go with that one. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Okay. All right. What college is. Excuse me. What college has captured the most national championships in the sport of men's lacrosse? Oh, my. It's random. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, It's probably somewhere up there in the northeast would be my guess. That's kind of popular up there. Uh, Let's take those options. Is it Syracuse? Johns Hopkins or Duke? Hmm. Let's go Syracuse, final answer. 
Question number three. Name the longtime meteorologist on The Today Show, whose catchphrase was, here's what's happening in your world this morning. Oh, I, oh my God, I know this guy. Oh, <laughs> I should know this guy. It's, uh... Ow. Ow. Ow, what's his last name? Oh, Let's go with the options. I don't remember his last name. Options are Greg Kinnear, Jay Abrams, or Willard Scott. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm thinking of the current guy. (laughs) Were you thinking of Al Roker? Good morning, America. Yeah, Al Roker is who I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Could you say the names again? Greg Kinnear, Jay Jay Abrams, or Willard Scott. Jay Abrams sounds kind of familiar. Let's just roll Jay Abrams. Final answer. All right, Devin. Question four. The uh, the St. Louis Zoo's own Raja will soon be relocating to Ohio for breeding purposes. What type of mammal is Raja? Uh, An elephant. Final answer. All right. Let's bring back Jamie. How you feeling, Devin? Oh, those were pretty tough. It's pretty tough. You've had, you had two tough ones here. All right. <laughs> Jamie's back from the cone of silence. Jamie, how was it? It was actually not too bad today. We had Mike Ryder. We had uh, DJ Piddles wow. is in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had a good discussion. And now Tommy Mattern joined the fray. Oh, oh nice. Jeez. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, you guys weren't invited. Sorry. <laughs> well, we're in here taking care of business. How'd, how'd my guy Droid here do? Tell him, Marshy. Oh, you better pack a lunch, Jamie. Yeah, buddy. All right. All right. Your category today is random. <laughs> random trivia. <laughs> Are you ready? No. Are Question you, number one. Are you going later. to the mall later? Mm. No, I'm not. Keep spelling, mister. Who wrote the original version of I Shot the Sheriff? Releasing the song in 1973 with his band, The Wailers. Oh, Bob Marley. Final answer. What college has captured the most national championships in the sport of men's lacrosse? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, one. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of ideas. Give me the options, please. Syracuse. That's one. Johns of them. Hopkins. Yep. Duke. I'm going. I'm going Syracuse. Final answer. Question number three. Name the longtime meteorologist on the Today Show whose catchphrase was, "Here's what's happening in your world this morning." What show? The Today Show. Was that oh, Al Roker or Willard Scott? Oh. Finkel and Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Willard Scott. Final answer. I think the other one was Good Morning America. Final answer. I said it. You have to look at me like that. Question number four. <laughs> staring down your nose at me. The St. Louis Zones. It is. It certainly is. Hey. Hey, Jamie, look at me. Look at me. You would know. Yeah, you would. The St. Louis Zoo Zone Raja will soon be relocating to Ohio for breeding purposes. What type of mammal is Raja? Raja. Oh, yeah. 
The pink panda, isn't it? No, I'm just joking. Uh, give me the options, please. <laughs> Elephant, snow leopard, African lion. Mmm, Raja. So we got elephant, snow leopard, or a what? African lion. Is there a different kind? <laughs> I, I mean, good, I'm just asking. That's a good question. <laughs> I didn't know they were in Maine. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a lot Maine of zoo. Yeah. A lot of breeders. Yeah, Raja. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing. So Raja yeah. to me sounds like a, like an Indian type name, and there are a lot of elephants in that area. So I'll go with elephant. Final answer. All right. Let's, I'm exhausted. Now. Let's go over this. <laughs> What college has captured the most national championships in the sport of men's lacrosse? Devin, with the options, you said Syracuse. Mm. Jamie, you also went with the orange. Correct answer is... Syracuse. Syracuse. 1-1 one, one tie between Jamie and Devin. Nice job. The St. Louis Zoo's own Raja will soon be relocating to Ohio for breeding purposes. What type of mammal is Raja? Jamie, you went with elephants. Devin. You went with elephant. Correct answer is... It's an elephant. But Devin did not need oh, the options. <laughs> he knows, How did you know that? He knows his mammals. That's why. He's hanging around the zoo all the time. Wild guess. 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, two in favor of Devin. Who wrote the original version of I Shot the Sheriff, releasing the song in 1973 with his band, The Wailers? Devin, you said Jim... Harrison. <laughs> but you meant Jim Morrison. We clarified with you. You went with Jim Morrison. Does it matter? <laughs> Jamie, you went with Bob Marley. Correct answer is? It is Bob Marley. It is Bob Marley. Jamie didn't need the options on that one. No woman, no cry, Troy. No woman, no cry. Name the longtime meteorologist on the Today Show whose catchphrase was, here's what's happening in your world this morning. Devin, you went Jay Abrams. Jamie, you went Willard Scott. Correct answer is... It is Willard Scott. Devin. You have chosen poorly. You lose! <laughs> Devin, Jamie, Jamie swept the board. He got every question right in one way, shape, or form. Sorry, man. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I wish I listened to more uh, Bob Marley music. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, That's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out in the Snake Pit, and we we appreciate you playing, man. Yeah, no problem. Love you guys. I'm here every single day. Uh, all right, excellent. Thanks, thanks, we appreciate it, man. Thanks, Droid. Yep, thank you, guys. All right, see Have you, buddy. One. You Bye. too. Jamie, nice job, man. Very thank impressive. Nice. You broke it down perfectly. Well done, Kate. Thank you. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Where would you put Snuggerood long-term? Well, now and long-term when it comes to the Blues. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a pass line on 101 ESPN. Kerry Davis, Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. 101 ESPN. Breaking news alert. Uh, this one shocked everybody oh in the room goodness. here. Yeah, my heart like dropped because yeah. I can't believe it. This is one of those where you're like, wait, what? 
And then I never thought you'd see the day. Let's just wait and see. Nope. And then I've, all the media outlets are reporting it. So here's just one from from ESPN's Chris Lowe. Nick Saban, who won six national titles at Alabama, is retiring. Wow. I'm shocked by this. I really I, am. I, I did not. We we just too. had this conversation, and, yes. and we all said at least Jamie and I did. I, I think Carrie, yeah. you were with us too. He's a football lifer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we had. In fact, we said yesterday. He's at least three years, and yeah. you scoffed him, and you're yeah. like, three? He's probably oh, got six. five. Yeah. yeah, five, six. What's crazy to me is I watched him on the Pat McAfee show just a couple of days ago, and he's still talking about football. and talk, like He's talking shop, mm-hmm. and now he's just retiring. He, he has been more vocal about the transfer portal over the last couple of years. I mean, really vocal. He's, he's always He's always angling for something. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a master at using the media. But it has seemed a little bit more, he's been more exasperated talking about the transfer portal, which is one of the reasons I think, quite frankly, on top of the NCAA investigations and what and whatnot, that Jim Harbaugh will leave Michigan. But with Saban, Saban seemed to be tiring of the transfer portal, and now he's, he's stepping away. But you talk about one of the, the best to ever do it, man. So- like That's what him. does this mean though? Now because like you look at the the He's going land- to Seattle. Well, See <laughs> imagine. No, but you look at the landscape of college football and you talk about some of the big dogs right now. So Michigan and Alabama could potentially be looking for head coaches. Well, Alabama for sure is looking for a head coach. Yeah. Whether they promote from within or they go get somebody else or whatever. I, like I feel and this is a whole separate question. I feel like Alabama has to go find like the right person for that job. Like you can't just slide in a 28-year-old or a 31-year-old and be no. like, you know what? He's really smart. He's got a great football mind. No. That program will fall apart yeah. unless you have somebody with a name that can come in there and keep this thing going. Well respected. Yeah. Veteran guy. I agree. But now the same could be said about Michigan if Harbaugh leaves. Mm-hmm. Who are the coaches, guys? Let's throw this out is some a, names. I mean, Kirk, you talking about that could be potentially going there? Yeah. I have no clue. Were I you mean, about to say Kirby Smart? No, no, no. I, okay. I thought you were saying Kirby. Who's left in college football is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, gotcha. Kirby okay. Smart still left, obviously. I, I don't know who leaves. I mean, you're looking at some of the programs. You got a text here saying Dan Lanning from Oregon. I, I don't think Dan Lanning leaves Oregon. Oregon is a, it's a different place, man. It, it, it's... It's a special place, and they they have things that other places do not have. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money, great they, uniforms, great. I mean, you can't get facilities, great facilities. Everything you want there is there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. This is going to be like, an who interesting. Could step in, Dabo Sweeney. So, I don't. Nah. Dabo is, is. I could see I Dabo, Dabo kind of ran his course with his, you know, his, his response to things and how he. Handles things. I think people kind of got tired of that. Lane Kiffin think... is a name that that just yeah. Lane Kiffin? popped up. Oh wow! That now I that's a name I could see. He's, he's a mercenary. Alabama, and he's yeah, he he's is a, a mercenary. He he's gonna go where where the best situation for uh, Lane Kiffin is. Uh-huh. So every da- time Dabble, the reason why I bring up Dabo is he he played at Alabama. He he's from Alabama. Played there. Maybe he's tired of the Clemson thing. He goes to Alabama. I just don't see Dabo as an Alabama guy. I wow. just I don't see the he fan base. He literally played there. I don't, but I don't see the fan base like wrapping their arms around him. Am I crazy? I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I agree with that. I don't see him as a as a as an Alabama guy. They're gonna they're gonna wrap their their arms around Lane Kiffin, but not Dabo Sweeney. Lane Kiffin is 
the most likable, hateable person in the <laughs> world. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. We got a text from the 314. What about Coach Prime? No, he ain't ready for that. They do those commercials together. Yep. They do. I don't I don't know if that I don't know if that qualifies them. No. Here's the hey, thing. Bama, like, it's Prime. You know those commercials I do with Saban, right? I'm your guy. Well, the only thing Dion is missing is an offensive line. Like that's the re- people talk as much as they wanted to talk about they didn't like his his charisma, his 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 bravado. The only thing that they were missing, they had a good team. They yeah. just didn't have the people up front. And he said that. He said that when he was at Jackson State. We can't compete with some of these other programs because we don't have enough people up front to compete mm-hmm. with those teams. He didn't have that at, at, at Colorado last season. So the, the other – yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, look, look, spinning it forward, of course, like who's going to coach there, that's going to be that's going to be fascinating to watch. The other thing, too, guys, is – I mean, we, we are reaching the end of an era – in football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, again, if you're just joining us, Nick Saban is retiring after winning six national championships with Alabama. He also won one with LSU. Bill Belichick might be at the end of his road with the Patriots. Tom Brady. college kids? They'd be horrified. Oh, man. Tom Brady retired a year ago. We are, we, we, we are reaching an end of great football minds or great football players, which is kind of fascinating too. This is going this is fun. Like I, I mean I think it's time, you know, for for a fresh new look on things. You're gonna have the college football playoff with the expansion. So you won't have I mean, just having those teams that are, you know, planting their flag every single year saying we are national champions or playing for the national championship, having it more open that I, I believe that's what the transfer portal has allowed for as well. Maybe some more more new blood gets in into these games and gets an opportunity, and some new coaches, some new faces, some new people. I do think though that they're going Alabama. Alabama can have their pick of the litter. They really can. Oh, of course, but they things can. are so, going to things will shift now. Uh, oh, because then, because Nick Saban agree. is he is Alabama. But because of yeah, how Nick much Saban, does that team change now? How well, many players are like, hey, transfer portal? Remember me? Maybe. <laughs> but if you're but if you're Alabama, because of Nick Saban. You can also go to. I mean, I throw out Dabo Sweeney, who's been with Clemson for a long time. That w- that doesn't sound crazy. I could see him leaving Clemson to go to Bama. I don't they, know that they're going to have. Want th- you wouldn't I, want Dabo Sweeney. I if you I can't pay attention, Dabo. I, I Taking feel your like, personal feelings no, aside, but I think that matters. <laughs> it matters heavily because of the kids that you are trying to recruit. If he has a a, a mindset, you're not going to get. I think that's part of the reason why Clemson is starting to tail off because the the when you You're start about the transfer portal stuff like his that, his opinions and, and, and it's, uh, it's some other things that that Dabo has kind of been upfront about that okay. that kind of un- has irked some people. But Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, yes. I mean oh, they're they he it's not like the guy can't recruit. Huh. I, I agree. Mean, but there's a lot of Clemson players in the NFL. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm just throwing out one name. It's would an NFL to, coach leave a team to go take over Bama? No, leave a team. No, leave. If you I, got, if you just got fired, no, yeah. I, I'm but, talking about leaving. No. What do you think, Kerry? Not leave. No. Okay. I mean, you. Mike Tomlin said it last year when they were talking about him going to USC. He's like, what? Who is that? Mike Tomlin. Oh yeah. They're like, why? No. The hell, would I leave Pittsburgh to go to? No, no but I'm talking <laughs> about a lesser coach. Like, who who would I pick here? That is just kind of like. Eh, you know, they're fine. They're an um, NFL coach, but they're fine, but they could have a massive presence at Alabama. Mm. Maybe the NFL life is treating them kind of mid, and they're like, <laughs> eh. 
I'm looking around. I'm trying to think. I, I got know. a name. Go ahead. I mean, no way that this guy gets hired by Alabama. But what about Cliff Kingsbury? So, Going back to college no. football. There's no way. Exactly. No. But it, it is. Marsh, I'll give you this. It He's is a had name. some some Heisman winners in college football. Yeah, he has. I would say no. Yeah, I don't think there's any way he's going to Bama. No, no, no shot. I don't think there's any way that Bama would want him. Now he's getting some OC looks from like the Bears. I saw. I could see him being a, a coordinator, but I don't this think this is going to be shot. intriguing. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea whatsoever who it could be or who it would be. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking through just just quickly looking through a lot of the names right What's now the in college difference? football. So let's say you're an NFL coach and you're, I don't know, let's say you're Mike Vrabel. That name seems just to, for me. That's just a name that I'm picking. And you made X amount of dollars in the NFL. Are you ma- are you taking a pay cut or are you getting a raise? Uh, I think Nick Saban <laughs> was getting like twelve million a year. Wasn't that's what he? I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, he was he's making more, I believe, than Mike Vrabel. So now that's Nick Saban. He's not going to make. That's right. What, right. So it'll probably be comparable, maybe two to three million dollars. Comparable with a less volatile spot too, because and, most of the time those colleges keep guys for a while. Oh, not really. Well, they do. Yeah. If you do if you do a good job, those college coaches, man, that is like part of the retirement fund. Yeah, they do. They stay around. What, what about James Franklin? No. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, he he, he hasn't <laughs> at Penn State. He hasn't uh, won the the big games no. at Penn State. He's well-respected. I'm just going yeah. with, like, well-respected. Well-respected, somebody that's a name. the first call that they make. One I of the first so. calls. He's coached there. He understands the program. He under and and he has a a a huge respect. There, I don't. Lane Kiffin comes off as a person that doesn't have a lot of respect for a lot of things, but I think he had a lot of respect for for Batman. I don't know that he doesn't, but he just comes off that way. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fascinating to watch. That's a it. It, it is. A, if, if he wasn't at Texas, Steve Sarkeesian would make a lot of sense too. He was the OC at Alabama for a while, won a national championship leave. there. <laughs> He's got things coming right now in Texas. But I, it's Bama. That's just what, what I just explained. Just but they're Texas. Okay, but, they're yeah, they're Texas. Texas. Absolutely. It's Alabama. It's te- but you're only saying that because of Saban. Yeah. No, Alabama I'm wasn't... saying that because of what they've done over the last 10 to 15 years. Carrie. Texas just got good. Last two Carrie. seasons. So if... <laughs> Bear Bryant, long pause. I mean, a long-ass yeah. pause. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Mac Brown... Long ass time between that as well. Not as long as Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. Alabama was nothing until Nick Saban. What? It was nothing after Bear Bryant. It was nothing until Nick Saban got there. Texas is, I think Texas is still a bigger program. Uh, Reporting here from the score, which is the Canadian version of like ESPN up there. Ah, Off brands in Canada. No, but (laughs) just saying that uh, they are reporting that the front runner. Right now is Dan Lanning. Of Oregon. Wow. Okay. Well, the text line, give give credit to the text line. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's a health coach, guys. Let's be honest. He's a great coach. He is. What's his record against What's Washington? Well, the last yeah, 0-2. and 2 this year. I don't I mean. I, I hope know. Alabama stinks. <laughs> I hope they don't recover from this. <laughs> And I hope Mizzou just lays <laughs> one on him next Mizzou year. Fan, you drink. should be <laughs> jumping up and down. Watch the higher drink after Marsh just said that. You mm. No chance. No. <laughs> no offense, Frank. I, I wouldn't think so. All right, so that's the breaking news. Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. We'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty 
you know, talk about uh, regarding the Alabama job, and again, whether or not Alabama stays Alabama. We didn't get well, into we're the not snubber. Move the state, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not what I, I meant. Think, I, mean, I, I guess see, they could, but that take a lot of paperwork. Jamie, I can see your confusion on that. That's, <laughs> that wasn't my point. Wow. Uh, Anthony, you're getting a lot of crap here on the text line. Mm-hmm. Gene Stallings, ever heard of him? Oh yeah, Gene Stallings. He didn't. Did he? He won a national championship. <laughs> Hello. How do you overlook that guy, Anthony? <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. I, you know. Hello. Um, and he's out of the three stars race. <laughs> I apologize. All it takes is one thing. <laughs> My bad. My bad. He had that great run at, for six years there in the 90s. All right. Uh, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We'll get into the Snugger conversation next. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Before we get into the uh, Jimmy Snuggerud conversation, wanted to read off one of the texts because uh, we appreciate. Teach me how to snuggy. You guys done? No, maybe not. Go ahead. Want to get to one of our uh, listeners here? Anthony's angry. No, I'm not angry. No, I'm not angry one bit. Not one bit. Air Conference Service Tax Line 314-399-9646. Marsh, you, uh, you read it off. You, you're going to read off a text from the 314. Yes, so we got a text from the 314, like you just mentioned. Everyone on the show seems like a really nice guy, but it would be so nice if we had somebody on here that was actually from St. Louis. Marsh, where are you from? Uh, I am from St. Louis. Carrie, where are you from? I'm from St. Louis as well. Jamie, how long have you lived in St. Louis? 31 years. Okay. I've lived here since 2010. My wife, 14, thank you. Yeah, I was searching for the math on that one. You got me. My wife's from St. Louis. My kids are from St. Louis. Yeah. Not not, not in this instance. Not this one, no. Yeah, wife is from St. Louis. Kids are from St. Louis. I pay taxes in St. Louis. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Carrie's, Carrie's like, from here. From, Marsh is like, from here. The, the text 50% said, percent of the nice show is from here. Some of you guys were from here. Jamie <laughs> Jamie has literally bled mm, for here. your city. Yeah. You keep yeah. the Cardinals accountable. I hold the Cardinals accountable. That's nothing, your job. Yeah. There's job. nothing that Jamie nor I can do that Jamie was born in Canada and I was born in parts <laughs> unknown. Okay? Uh, I just, I don't know what to tell you. So, Sorry about But that. we do appreciate you. Mm. And uh, we'll continue to try to be nice guys. People are Marsh saying, doesn't yeah, count. I don't count. What? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm angry. You're telling me Marsh doesn't, Marsh doesn't count. I kind of like him now. Marsh, you sit down. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 Marsh. You, I'll run the board. No, no, no. Jamie, first of all, definitely not. We don't need you pushing buttons. And uh, Marsh, we lose 50% of the St. Louis thing here if you, if you leave. So, all right. Jimmy Snuggerud. All right, I'm so, back. So, PK and Ferrario had the question. They, they, do, they do their questions and answers, and they did this yesterday, and they got a question about uh, Jimmy Snuggerud. Want to play this? and. What's this it? reminded me of Big Daddy, where he looks at the guy. He doesn't count. He can't even read. <laughs> it's not his fault he can't read. All right, here's BK and Ferrario yesterday. From the 636, Alex, if Jimmy Snuggerud was in the NHL right now, where do you think he would fit into the Blues lineup? With Thomas and Buchnevich. 
I think if he was here, it would be Snuggerwood with Thomas and Booch, Kairou with Shen and Neighbors. I'm sure you started off, too, where it's a little bit slower. Like, I'm probably too aggressive with that, putting him up there. I'm sure you do start it with a Shen or a Hayes, and you just get him, you know, he let his, let, let his feet get wet a little bit before you throw him out there in the best on best. But by the time the the by the time you get to next year you got to be at the point where you look at it and you say Snuggerud needs to be playing with Robert Thomas because yeah. you got to have that offense on the ice and it gives you the opportunity to move Jordan Cairo down and try and get some advantages that way I mean it's also possible that they move Buchnevich down it's possible they it's possible. say Cairo Thomas and Snuggerud <laughs> that's scary I mean Tom, if we're going to talk about Thomas as a Selkie trophy winner <laughs> But you got you. You also have to give credit to his line mates too. Yes, he's a Selkie Trophy winner, but Buchnevich, you talk about it all the time. He's one he's of the great. best. Maybe got, I want him on a line with Kevin Hazer. I, I would prefer not, sir. I think you're wasting his talents by putting him down there right now. I would say I best on guys, best is important. I agree. I don't know that you're going to get the best out of Jordan Cairo if you put him on one of those lines either. Jamie. Yeah. Lots to dive, lots to unpack there. What yeah. are your thoughts on some of the things that BK and Ferrari are saying? And I think ultimately, as you push the conversation forward, where does Jimmy Snuggerud best fit? Yeah, that's kind of where I want to focus the most is is where I feel like Jimmy Snuggerud fits in. And and look, Alex and BK, I, look, Jimmy Snuggerud has a bright future ahead of him. He he absolutely ruled at the World Junior Championship. He went back to Minnesota and scored eight goals and or five goals in two games. He had two goals and a hat-trick the next game. That's college and that's junior. He hasn't played at the American Hockey League level yet. He hasn't played at the NHL level yet. Mm-hmm. Um, very few players step in and play right away. And, you know, Jimmy Snuggeru was a first-round pick, but he wasn't a top-five pick. It's not like you picked up Connor Bedard and you just drop him out there on the ice and he goes out and scores goals because he's that good. So I, I would be... Patient with the young man. I don't think I would drop him on Robert Thomas's line right away. But I, I guess where I have more of an issue with the way it went down there is they're demoting guys immediately for a guy who hasn't done anything. <laughs> Jimmy Stegger, play alongside Robert Thomas and we'll drop Kairou or Buchnevich. Let me just go over some things. So Jordan Kairou had 37 goals last year. Mm-hmm. 27 goals the year before. He had 75 points and 73 points. That was 21, 22, 75 points, 22, 23, 73 points. And you're dropping him. He's proven. In the NHL, he's proven he can play because before that he had 14 goals, 35 points, 55 games. He's been here. He started playing NHL games in 2018, 2019, and it's now 2024. Do the math. That's five, six. This is, I believe, his fifth season. Took him five years, four years last year, to be that guy. Mm. So why do we think that Jimmy Snuggerud, out of college, is just going to drop in and score 37 goals? How hard is it to – because you talked about it all the time. When you're playing on that first line, you're not just – on that first line and going, you're, you're playing against first line players as well. So how yeah. how much of a transition is the defensive side of it? We You expect him to score goals, but will he be lacking on the defensive end trying to stop some of those top line players? Well, for sure. So let's just go back again. Let me answer part of your question first. One, I see Jimmy Snuggeru being able to contribute immediately on a power play somewhere. He has a, an NHL shot. He's a goal scorer. He's a heck of a player. But to drop him in on the first line, whether you – Demote Buchnevich or Kairou in this situation. 
like you're getting the toughest matchups right night in and night out so that time and space that you have at the world juniors that time and space that you have at the collegiate level like shrink that to like next to nothing cd you and i were going over a goal that was scored last yeah. night and the timing and the space it's beautiful I, it was beautiful yeah. but it was like you had precise. A, so precise <laughs> to score a goal yeah. where if it was one inch in the wrong direction it doesn't happen right so that's what I'm talking about when it takes time to figure out the NHL and to figure out how you're going to score goals. And if we want to look at you know, playing a 200-foot game, Robert Thomas right now, we've talked about him being a Selkie Trophy candidate. Like he's right. a, got the numbers to support it. Robert Thomas, this is his sixth season as a Blue. And he started by playing right wing. Mm-hmm. He played 70 games his first year. He played right wing with Maroon and Bozak, scored nine goals, had 33 points in his first year. Fast forward, so one, two, three. In his fourth year is finally where it clicked for mm-hmm. Robert Thomas. 77 points in 72 games. His fourth year. So again, what makes us think that Jimmy Snuggerud or Dalibor Dvorsky or any or of these guys young, are yeah. just going to step in and score 70 points? Right. I, I wanted to know we if... want them to. If Snuggerud is... That's our expect, expectation. Um, every time. If Snuggerud is here, who is no longer... In that top nine, is it is it easy as simple as saying Verona because of yeah? Well, Verona's going to be gone anyways. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. his contract is up at the end mm. of this season, and it, I don't see the Blues Resigning. extending. Yeah, okay. You also has Ka- you also have Casperi Kapanen, whose contract comes to an end at the end of this season. I like Casperi Kapanen. Mm. Uh, do I like him enough to impede the progress of a young talent? Probably not. Um, you know, but you'll figure it out. Right. I just don't see. In a perfect world, I don't see why you'd have to force Jimmy Snuggerud into the top line. And I know Doug Armstrong on record saying that, oh, he gets, he envisions him playing with Robert Thomas. Yeah, one day. Yeah. One day. But let's get him let's get him away from the crazy matchups right away. Let's put him with a good centerman, maybe a Braden Shen. Mm-hmm. So when Alex talks about Braden Shen or, or those, I, I don't hate the idea. You got Braden Shen who's got a little toughness too because Jimmy Snuggerud is going to be tested. He's going to be tested by these guys physically. It's going to be a grind for him. He's not the fastest skater, so it's not like he's just going to be able to stay out of trouble all the time. So why not put him with a couple of guys who are dependable? Even a a neighbor's a Shen and a Snuggerud, or a Saad, a Shen, and a Snuggerud. Who knows, right? I think Saad, for me, preferably, is a third liner. So you have neighbor, Shen, Snuggerud, give him a shot there. If it doesn't work, you drop Snuggerud down, play with Hayes and Saad. Two pretty dependable guys. Get him the puck, and, get, and then he gets his power play touches. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like the idea when you're not a struggling team. So the Blues, you can call them struggling if you want. I'm talking about bottom dwellers. When you're a bottom dweller, you can just put the stars and just go ahead, kids. You're 18. Figure you, it out. Yeah, figure right. it out. It doesn't we matter. Lose anyways. We, yeah. lose, <laughs> we don't care. The, vari- the uh, variable has completely changed there. Yeah, we don't care. Go get your points. Go figure it out. When you play on a good team, like it's. It's slower for the player to reach that success, which is sometimes frustrating, but it's better for the player overall to be a part of a team that has solid foundation, good core, good defense, all that stuff, so that you learn how to play in the NHL the right way. And I think that as much as people get aggravated with Jordan Cairo, um, Jordan Cairo has proven that he can score at least a point a game in the NHL, which is very valuable. Mm-hmm. To clubs, so if you don't want him on this club, fine. Whatever. I, this is not a Jordan Ky- like pro Cairo conversation. It's just a simple fact that he's doing something that's not easy to do. 
And then you look at Robert Thomas. We talked about the amount of years it took him to get to where he is now. And then if we go to Pavel Buchnevich really quickly, you know, Buch, it took him one, two, three, four, five, six, almost six seasons to get to where he is now. Or, or to where he was in 21-22 where he had 76 points in 73 games. Like it takes a while yep. to become uh, a go-to guy in the NHL. And I like the future of Jimmy Snuggerud. I can't wait for him to wear a blue note, and I can't wait for him to be going bar down on the power play, that one-timer spot, because, boy, we need him. We could use him right now on that power play. But let's let him get into the NHL and figure things out before we put him up in the top line. I did want to ask you, who would be the next one after Snuggerud? Is it, For is me, it's Dvorsky. Yeah. Bulldog and Dean, <clears throat> not, not quite there. Just yet, and yeah. what do they? What are they? What are they looking like? Well, they're playing pretty well down there now. Bull Duke is, was playing really well with Verona, mm-hmm. and for obvious reasons, Jacob Verona is a talented guy, especially right. at the American Hockey League level. He, he's got a little more talent than those guys do. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that Dalibor Dvorsky has a better NHL route, like ready game. He's a big dude, um, you know, left-handed shot, plays the middle of the ice, like. He's a guy that you can put out there. He'll be in your top nine when he comes here. Mm-hmm. Now, who you move out of the way to, to put him in that spot, I don't know. But the, the, to me, the two readiest guys are Snuggerud and Dvorsky. And then Bull Duke still has a long, has some work to do to round out his game to where you know he can play at a regular on a regular shift. And Zach Dean is more of a third, fourth line type gotcha. player. So who knows where he fits in. Mm. But he is, you know, he's working hard to try and get his opportunity. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. If you're just joining us, we talked about the Nick Saban situation. He's retiring from football. He's retiring from, well, he's from Alabama. Uh, He's done. He's done. I would yeah, imagine he's done. Yeah, yeah. So Nick Saban stepping away from uh, his coaching career, man. What a what an incredible, incredible run he had. We got into some of the thoughts from earlier we'll spend a couple more minutes talking about what else we're hearing when it comes to nick saban and boy who steps into that role next on 101 espn that guy doesn't count he can't even weed we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn Breaking news about 20 minutes ago from Chris Lowe of ESPN saying that Nick Saban is retiring. He won six national championships at Alabama. And immediately, instead of going over all the things that Nick Saban has done throughout his career, we're like, who's next at Alabama? Because we're always, yeah, that's what's always looking through the life goes. The front wheel windshield, boys. What you did yesterday, if it still looks good to you today, you haven't done much today. That's there true. Great point. Nice job there. I mean, even if you won a Super Bowl. that guy (laughs) Pete Thamel tweeted out with no likely internal replacements at Alabama here's a quick projected target list Dan Lanning at Oregon Kalen DeBoer of course of Washington Dabo Sweeney of Clemson James Franklin of Penn State Mike Norvell at Florida State and Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame those are the those those would be the names. All come with complications and big buyouts, according to Pete Thamel, as it's difficult to move entrenched coaches. That's going to be the that's going to be a difficult ish part for Alabama, but it's not like they don't have the money or the resources to get it done. Yeah, they they're gonna you know they're gonna find who the best person is for the for the job, and it, I, I I don't know. I, I think you know I've I've spoken to Dan Lanning now. He, he didn't mention 
Alabama, but he I, I seen he seemed pretty confident and comfortable in his position at Oregon. And so it, it didn't seem like much could sway him away from that place because of, like I said, all of the things that Oregon has to offer. But I could be wrong. I don't know. How much does the, the college football landscape changing because of the playoffs expanding? How much does that change, too, with a job like Alabama? I mean, if Nick Saban retired a couple of years ago, Alabama, I think, is in the – look, it's still an attractive job. Okay, don't, mm-hmm. go, don't, don't mince words here. But with college football expanding, you're going to have more of a shot now. You're going to get in the dance. Does. Yeah. You're going to get in the dance. If you're if you're the eighth best team in the nation, you have a shot. Hell, if, if you're the fifth best team now in the nation, you have a shot. Yeah. So, yeah. with an expanded field, I think Alabama, while still a prestige, you know, a, 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 a prestigious program, I wonder if some of these guys say, ah, "I'm just going to stay where I'm at," such as a Dan Lanning. I, I mean, because it's I don't want to say it's easier to win. It's, it's still hard. It's easier to get the guys that you need, though, because the transfer portal is seemingly always open and there's always great players. It's not like it was 10, 15 years ago where you had to nail, you had to hit on the high school recruits and you had to make sure you develop those young men to be really good football players. Now you can go get a transfer guy from Vanderbilt who doesn't like his scenario where he is and not winning there, and you can bring him to Alabama because you played against him and he was really good and now he's going to come to Alabama and when coming out of high school, Vanderbilt may have been the only option that he had. So mm-hmm. there's more options for better players because of the transfer portal, and I think that helps every single team in the country. I just wonder, are there some coaches that maybe, it sounds crazy, would you turn it down to stay where you're at? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're Dan Lanning at Oregon. You've that's, got resources. Yeah. You've got, you got this thing going in one direction. Five years ago, probably it'd making be a, no a pretty brainer. good living. Yeah, certainly. You, you know that you can compete in the transfer portal. Like the college, my, and my your point team is, is already currently a playoff team. Right. Yes. My point is, the college football landscape, because of the transfer portal, and now because next year you're going to expand the field, the college football landscape has completely changed. And, and here's something else to think about, which we haven't brought up. Oregon is moving to the Big Ten. So it's not like they're out in the Pac-12, out in the wilderness anymore. Right. They are in the Big Ten. They are going to compete against the Michigans, Ohio States, Penn States. They, and Oregon is coming Illinois. with Illinois. Don't you leave those guys yeah. out. Mm. The hell are you talking about? I-N-I, mm. I-L-L, I-N-I. We mm. are coming at some point. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I believe, probably, probably not I believe you when you say that. We, we, I don't. Yeah. Don't worry about it. At some point. The transfer portal is helping everybody. Anthony, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hell yeah, we're seems on our way. <laughs> Still seems to be missing we're, some no, teams. No, no, no. Is it available to everybody? Yeah, yeah. We we can. We just get all the teams we're, access we're to the portal. We're a little slower than other programs. Don't <laughs> worry about us. Do they know it's there? Maybe not. They might not. Do the players know they can yeah, choose? Like, Wait, what's this icon on my computer? <laughs> I haven't clicked in it three years. <laughs> <laughs> I still figuring some things out it's there in Champagne. Don't you worry about yeah. us. Hey, it's we'll all good. good. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. So, yeah, Nick Saban is retired. Uh, breaking news, like like I said, 25 minutes ago or so. Blues last night fall to the Panthers. Can the Blues truly be a playoff contender with an abysmal power play? Absolutely not. What? Oh, no. So what, what do the Blues need to do to fix this power play? JR gave us that answer <laughs> earlier. We'll provide maybe a little bit more detail next on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Time Check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Kerry Davis and Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. The Blues fall to the Panthers last night 5-1. to one. one of the big issues, not not just the only thing, but one of the bigger issues is the, the power play, and that continues to be a problem. JR gave us outstanding notes earlier. He said one of the biggest problems is uh, they're not scoring yeah. on the power play. Spot and on. when we asked him, hey, JR, what do your notes say about how you get this thing going in the right direction? Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, I won't paraphrase, mm. they need to score. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who would have thought? I mean, we clearly didn't think that that far outside the box. I mean, analytics would give that guy the job. We'll go to show you that if they score more, <laughs> they usually win. Yes. What? You can go by expected goals, though, right? Or no? Oh, God. You can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's expected to go in. It didn't, no. though. No. Those don't matter? You expect a goal, or you can just call it a good scoring chance. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. High-quality scoring chance. Yeah. Um, Doesn't always work. Well, all right. So, Jamie, you had said something earlier today in the show. In response to Kerry, Kerry, you're like, I don't see this team being you know, a quality playoff contender mm-hmm. without a good power play. And, Jamie, you said... <laughs> They won't make the playoffs if. Well, yeah, he said, "I don't see this team being able to you know, make a run. Yeah, make a run. Make a run. Yeah, and and you're like, they don't even make the playoffs. There's no make, run to be had. Yeah, right. No run to be had. There's yeah. no playoffs in the future if they don't figure this out. For those that haven't heard Jamie, your breakdown. I forget who it was. Was it? Was it? Uh, who? What? Which coach told you about the the special teams? Where you Scotty are? Where Bowman. you? Scotty Bowman. Go ahead and tell people if they haven't heard it before. Scotty uh, Scotty Bowman's. Thoughts on yeah. the on the on the uh, special teams and where you where you need to rank. Well, he said that anytime you take your ranking in the league on the power play and your ranking in the league on the penalty kill, and if you add those two together and they equal under the number ten, mm-hmm. you have a chance to win a cup. Hmm. So like thirty two mm. plus whatever the penalty kill. No. no, it doesn't even matter what the penalty kill is. That uh, <laughs> it ain't gonna get there. Thirty-two no. is not no. great. So, and when I was with the Red Wings, I mean, we had top five, I think, in both of those categories, and the team was a perennial contender. So, so we were watching. Jamie had me watching film with him earlier. I was yeah. trying to figure some things out, and he showed me the the Florida Panthers power play where they scored. Was it uh, hockey film or? Yeah, it was hockey film. Okay, yeah, good, was, good. good. Yeah, yeah, much different breakdowns. <laughs> Don't let him fool you on the other film. <laughs> but just the the, the movement. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah, you are. The movement that other teams have in comparison to the Blues is just. It seems to be one of the things that are that is lacking in this power play, and it, it, it for me it's probably it's frustrating because again I don't know nearly as much hockey as you do, but when I see other teams capable of doing these things, it begs the question: Well, why don't we? Yeah, I, there's no doubt. Like watching some of the teams, the way they set up certain plays to happen and how they go about building the play to where they get to the finish line with an opportunity to score a goal, right. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Like there's definitely a, uh, a plan that's in place and then there's a certain level of execution that goes along with it. And I've said this for a couple of years now. I find the Blues power play to be stagnant, Yeah, to be um, not very scary. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's not scary is there's no moving parts. Like, every now and then they have a little bit of a rotation. You watch the best power plays in the NHL. Watch some of these teams as they they interchange. Watch the Edmonton Oilers. Watch the New York Rangers. Watch all these teams. Five guys are buzzing around the ice in different directions. The defenseman's down below the goal line at one point. The forwards are up at the blue line. The guy who's on the half wall is now in front of the net. Mm -hmm. Like, 
it's a lot to try and keep track of. Right. And when I watch when I watch the Blues, I find it very stagnant. Like you know that Robert Thomas is going to be on this side of the ice, Jordan Kyra is going to be on this side of the ice. They're going to kind of stay on that side of the ice the whole time. The defenseman's going to stay at the top of the blue line the whole time. Yeah. And you'll have one guy down low near the net the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the middle, he'll go to the front of the net every now and then. You don't have to move. It's like, same, as, yeah. as a penalty kill, you, don't, you really don't have to move. You have a slight adjustment here, a slight adjustment there. You're begging for that if you're if you're on the penalty kill. Yeah, the, the biggest nightmare for a player on the penalty kill is moving parts, man. Yeah. Moving parts and loose pucks. It's the biggest nightmare because the moving parts can find the loose pucks quickly. Yeah. And they outnumber you. So that's why making sure you get pucks to the net with players that are there mm-hmm. and then the motion. So if I'm a forward or you get that gray area sometimes where the defenseman and the forward don't know who's covering the back door. Mm-hmm. And that usually happens because there's motion that comes through the middle of the diamond area. Somebody has to take that player. Now, as soon as somebody takes that player, some teams will send a guy back door. So it's like a double layer to where the one guy can bypass both players and hit the guy back door. Well, who right. has that guy? Well, you got to figure that out. And right. when it's happening in real time, there's a certain level of communication that has to happen. It it lets there be a spot for an error. And that's when you can capitalize and find a guy that's open. So is that a, a coaching no, it needs to be implemented by the impl- implemented by the coach, or is that just something naturally that you feel on the power play? You know what? I need to go here because there's a void here and put pressure on the on the defense. So it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, some coaches will build it into their power plays mm-hmm. to where they have a lot of movement, and then other power plays just naturally have that talent. Yeah, like you watch the Edmonton Oilers; nothing's planned. Yeah, there. Here's the script. They rip it up. There's no script. Just go. we've got McDavid, we've got Drysaddle, <laughs> we've got Nugent Hopkins, we've got who? Let's not, com- let's not complicate this. There's no script. <laughs> yeah. And when I was with the Red Wings, there was no real script. The only script was a breakout. Yeah. Once you once you get the, the breakout was get the puck to Datsuk. Mm-hmm. That's it. What's your breakout? Uh, it's that guy right there. <laughs> just give him the puck. His name's Pavel. Then he goes down the ice and sets up, and you're all, and then guys just moving around. Yeah. It, you get a feel for what's kind of going on. Now you have some set plays that you certainly have to have in place. Right. And right now, if I was the Blues, I wouldn't be going rogue. Okay. I wouldn't be like, hey guys, by the way, we'll take those shock collars <laughs> off. Just go run, <laughs> run around the yard. Play, figure it out. No, they're not. Yeah. We're not. I wouldn't be doing that. I'd find a couple of really good structured plays that have movement, guys in and out of areas, interchanging to where the middle guy, the bumper spot is set up for a one timer, but now he rotates quickly down low with the guy who's in front of the net, who's still a left-handed shot. Mm-hmm. So you still have the one timer available. Rotate those guys and then send the defenseman backside. Who's a left-handed shot? Right now, what happens is they're focusing on these two guys doing the, the the interchange in the middle of the ice. They're not necessarily picking up the guy who's cross ice. Now mm. he'll be available maybe for one timer, give you an opportunity. Yeah. And if they fade back and cover him, you got the middle of the ice now. Mm. And worst case scenario, throw the puck on net. Right. This is what I'm talking about. Like it's just got, to me, there's got to be more movement and then pucks to the net. And they're just not getting enough of that right now. Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis, Anthony Stoltz. If you have a prove me wrong statement, we're going to play prove me wrong next. So send it into the Air Comfort Service text line at 314-399-9646. Again, prove me wrong next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. 
Time to play Prove Me Wrong here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. This is where you make a statement, and uh, one of us on the law firm of uh, Davis, Rivers, and Stalter will have to defend. I get my name first this wow. time? Yeah. Anthony, change that, that around. Mm-hmm. Nice. Why? It's just so unlike you. I thought it was Stalter, Rivers, and Davis. After you did what you did last week to Kerry. Well, you <laughs> actually should be last, actually. Kerry was threatening to sue the law firm. And uh, I put his name first. Can't get bothered by the hecklers, man. The Honorable. You see that guy in Vegas? That one courtroom? He jumped over I a ditch. It oh, might wow. happen. <laughs> it might. You, you have, have stay to on stay task. on task. Could use that guy at Illinois, huh? Yeah, Put a linebacker. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, he's not what in the portal. What did Illinois do? <laughs> <laughs> that means we got a chance. <laughs> All right, the Honorable Judge Marsh is uh, present, and he's ready to go. All right, I'll try and give you guys a softball with this one, this first one. From the 918, prove me wrong. The Blues would score a power play goal on CD, Rivers, Marsh, and Stalter. Well, there's no chance they're scoring on us. Let's just be honest here. A couple of things, okay? Um, Anthony Stalter, although he can't skate very well, I know that he's ready to sacrifice of himself. No doubt. In fact, he yeah. probably requests to go without gear yeah. and just yeah. eat pucks. Out yeah, there. right That's in the Anthony. fore, right yeah. in the forehead. And the, you saw I, me smash my face into the wall for sure. Yeah, what's, what's a puck? Right? Exactly. Yeah, right. yep. And speaking of not giving a puck, Kerry Davis here. Not at all. This guy <laughs> is a Super Bowl champion. Talk about penalty kill. What? <laughs> Ray Lewis is not on that power play right now. Mm-mm. Gary Davis chewed up Ray Lewis and spit him out. That's my version of it. Anyway. There. <laughs> yep. So there's no doubt that Gary Davis has to compete in order to, again, eat pucks. And then, of course, Anthony, we know that he's running the clear camp here. Yeah. And what do you do on the penalty kill? Clear you it. clear it down the ice, 200 <laughs> foot clears. We'll be pre- we'll be prepared. I'm also confident in my abilities to help these guys along on that penalty kill. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Blues, you're going 0 for Gopher against us. Indeed. Well done, Jimmy. I mean, Thank you. once you mentioned, I mean, it was up for no debate. There was no debate that you guys were getting the ding. But once you said the clear it came, yeah. it all but, there it is. All but sealed your sealed the the decision. Well so. done. Yep. All right. From the three one four, Chiefs dynasty is over, and Mahomes will not win another Super Bowl, especially in Kansas City. Prove me wrong. Well, you know, Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And so, you know, you have when, when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game, how would you not make it to another Super Bowl? How do you consider this not a dynasty? Is is did Andy Reid resign? Did Patrick Mahomes take a day off? Is 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 Travis Kelsey not present? Isaiah Pacheco is a star in the making. He's going to be spectacular. Rasheed Rice, another star in the making. This off have you seen the defense? Can I interest you in a Chris Jones who got his million dollars worth when he got his final sack of the season? This is a defense, Steve Spagnola playing getting these guys to play at an elite level, Preach. getting after the quarterback, Sneed at corner, he's locking down whatever comes his way. These guys are good. They're okay. They're good to go. Yeah, as long as Patrick Mahomes is on that team and they're in the same division as the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, as Kerry's been saying all day long, just win your division, baby, and you have a chance. Nice job, Kerry. 
From the 314, prove me wrong. If Chicago trades Justin Fields, we will be starting. We, he says we, he must be a Chicago fan. We will be, will be starting from square one again. If you don't have a quarterback, it, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't have the O-line. It doesn't matter if you don't have the defense. It doesn't matter if you don't have the solid coaching staff. You're not starting over when it comes to losing Justin Fields, you'd be finding the correct quarterback that you need to run the franchise. It's not just about, hey, you know, you got to have everything else in place. Then the court. No, you got to have the, the, the quarterback. Yeah. You have to have the right quarterback. 100%. You can, you could do this around the national football league. You do it in college. If you don't have the guy, you don't have anything. What are we doing? You don't have pitching. You don't have anything. If you don't have a goaltender, you don't have anything. Yep. If you don't have a superstar in the NBA, preferably two, good luck trying to win anything. You got to have an ace. You got to have a guy. Got to have a guy. Yep. Case closed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People have been... You know, giving you a lot of trouble today, Anthony. I feel like you Before needed what, that to one. the Gene Stallings thing? <laughs> I'm not going to lose sleep over that. I'm sorry. I'm not putting Gene Stallings in the same in the same breath of as Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. I'm sorry. How could you? Shame on That's what led to only half of us being from St. Louis. <laughs> exactly. It was that comment. It was that it was comment? none of us actually, Marcia, and then they realized two of us were from here. <laughs> well, I, I don't count, though. <laughs> One of us. Why would that be the thing that, like, put put every, everybody over the, uh, Anthony, that person over the hump? don't fixated on it, okay? Don't do this to yourself. <laughs> We've been over this before. Because he was the he coached, head coach he coached for the, Cardinals. the St. Louis Cardinals. And how don't you know how, that? How'd he do? Very great. Oh. Wow. Now oh. you're going that route? Oh, what the <laughs> hell? This is what he does. This is what he does. What's rule number one? What's rule number one in the fast lane? Nobody leaves me wrong, though. What's rule number one? No one's safe. No Nobody's safe. safe. Thank That's you, right. Carrie. But Gene Stalling should be a little safe. <laughs> Won a national championship. Now you want me to put him in the same category as Nick Saban and Bear Bryant. Did he win a championship? He yeah. Did. Ah, championship. <laughs> ah, uh, only one. <laughs> so easy to do. That. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, he oh, did. He goes back to that one all the time. Joe Flacco won yeah, a you're Super not Bowl. Bring up Joe Flacco anymore. He won't win it. He's gonna get a second one this year. Get out of here. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. I am. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marsh. From the two one seven. It didn't really work, though. You, you kind of said it wrong. He did. That's why I went back to him. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got your own way, man. Um, oh, man. Uh, oh. The, I think the best part of it was, you guys all seem like nice guys. How you like us now? Yeah. yeah. No kidding. All right. From the 217, prove me wrong. The Steelers will upset the Bills because Josh Allen won't be able to handle the wind. If I may. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Turn Kerry's mic off, or we're going to lose this case. The Steelers are starting Mason Rudolph, who has been fine over the last couple of weeks against, you know, the backups of Baltimore and a Seattle team that is probably on their same level. And they had TJ Watts in both of those games. The Steelers don't really have much of a running game, despite having two backs that are capable-ish. Their offensive line isn't great. George Pickens, who knows if he's going to block for you. Deontay Johnson, 
I think he'll celebrate when the team is down 42 <laughs> points. Then he'll get in the end zone. Then he'll celebrate. The defense has sporadic town, but without T.J. Watt, you've got nothing. You're going to Buffalo. They're fortunate to make the make the playoffs, but it's going to be a, a blank stomping on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just don't believe it. <laughs> you don't believe that the Buffalo Bills are gonna are gonna roll? I mean, the Steelers have been playing good ball lately. They're accustomed to that weather. What has Josh Allen done in the in the playoffs? Playoffs, conference championship one year. Talking about playoffs? Almost. They went to the division. There were, thir- there were thirteen yeah. seconds. Yeah, that's thirteen right. seconds. No, they, away. they did go to it. Guys, they did go guys. to the conference final Anthony. or the AFC championship. Was that the Boy, AFC it was the year champion? before? Yeah, oh, no. was it? It was that a COVID was the... year. Did they? No. I don't recall. I want that. an apology, like yeah. formal on the. I'll give. I'll give you one. Yeah, you will. I'll give you. I'll give you it. Okay, fine. That off the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they went to it. They never went to a championship. Yeah, they, they played the Chiefs. They lost 38-24. Yeah. to 24. Go Why ahead, am I Anthony. not remembering the Give Chiefs and Bills? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the box score I'm right sorry, now. I'm sorry, Jamie. What year no. was that? Don't. I'm not going to do it. I am sorry. I it apologize. Was 2021. It, was, it had to it's be the, the, year. the year Tampa beat, Buffalo, t- beat Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't remember that game. Thirty-eight. To, no, now the either. pool thing's starting to it come is. into play and, was, and, and uh, hit my head on the desk. Blocking shots with your face. Wow. Yeah. I didn't. Jamie, I'm either. sorry, man. It's all right, Anthony. That was my fault. I was wrong on that. Yeah. I forgot the greatness of Gene Stallings, and I forgot that AFC title <gasps> game. I apologize. Darn it. I'll do better tomorrow. But Marsh, I mean, you, what? The, the, I'm, I apologize to you too. Yeah, I accept your get, apology. That you couldn't get that last ruling right, thinking the Steelers are gonna are gonna go into Buffalo and beat them. I'm sorry. Is this your court? Should be <laughs> after after the, after what I'm seeing today. It Whoa. should be. Wow. I know we got you, these you computers the, here, so don't, don't jump get, over don't, them. Don't kill the Jets. That's how it is. You'll be wearing the face netting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the spit <guard. laughs> Full helmet. Yeah. Oven mitts. Oh. Oven mitts. <laughs> Can we talk? Hang on, we got a second. <laughs> Let's talk about that guy for a second, okay? It's he, nothing to he, do. He had. He just had enough. Hang on, it's nothing to do with sports. However, I feel like he may have been an athlete. He at had some to have point. been at some point. That was he cleared a heck of that a jump. whole. He cleared the, the judge. Whole like bench. looked, and she kind of was like, "Oh, oh <laughs> my God, he's coming!" There's no way and he's gonna make this. He jumped, and his bottom half didn't even hit yeah. the top of her no. desk. He was like, mm, yeah. full. He had arms wrapped. Like he was. It's like he was jumping over the line of scrimmage. Yeah. 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 Pterodactyl. It was pretty. But what was his thought process at that point? So he was up for probation. He wasn't getting out of jail. But no, he was up for probation. So it was a but probation hearing. Yeah. Look, no kidding, she denied yeah. him. Well, before that, that's what set him off. I and then they, I heard all but of the Carrie, charges today. I'm like, Carrie, oh, brother, you. Although, <laughs> Carrie, although this is not really a legal setting for us, we're not really lawyers, I do know this much. If they're talking about probation, Eventually. you're close. <laughs> you're close. <laughs> you're close. <laughs> you go fly and tackle <laughs> you Teddy Bruski style. <laughs> you jump over that line of scrimmage like Teddy Bruski at the judge. Probation is no longer in the conversation. It's not on the table. Then the next day he has to show up at court with, with the face mask, guard, yeah. spit guard, <laughs> oven mitts, soft boots on. Like, probation and he is said, gone. Yes, Your Honor. Oh man, I don't even oh. know if he could speak. All right, do you have one more? Or no, we can move on.
No, I got another one. There we go. Yeah, it's a Cardinals one. Should All be right, a good right. one. Oh, From the 314, prove me wrong. The DeWitt's card should spend $200 million and invest more in the international market. Listen, we've, we've said this all Gary's day. Why do division? we need... We win the division. We are here to win the division. The Cubs can spend what they want. The Pirates can spend what they want. The, the Brewers can do what... They don't even... Do they have a coach yet? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Cardinals are going to win the division because they don't have to spend $200 million. The purpose of the DeWitts running this organization, yeah, we're going to win championships at some point, but we're here to make money, and we're going to make a lot of it in the process, okay? Now, you may not agree with that, but that's the rule that we live by, and that's how we're going to go about our business. Spending $200 million is not profitable for us and our family and what we're trying to do. We win the division. I got three pitchers for you all, and you all are still complaining. So here we are, three pitchers, three starting pitchers, as he said he would do. So what are we talking about? Win the division, win the World Series. Just get in. Just get in. You never know. (laughs) T-shirts. T-shirts coming. Just get in. Just get in, dot, dot, dot. Package deal. Teach me how to snug you. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You never know. Yeah, the, the, the shirts these days, it's going to look like one of the fans from the Cleveland Browns with all the different quarterbacks that they have on the back. Um, Man, Kerry, I get what you're saying. I really do. But you didn't you didn't mention anything about the international market and the Cardinals. They don't need it. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Okay. All right. Uh, we didn't fare too well today. Gosh, darn it. We started off great. Jamie got us flying high here, but um, we ended with a with a mm. dud. How much does sticking with a coach impact culture in sports? We we'll get into that next on One Win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred and One ESPN. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. So Eric Spolstra was given a large contract extension by the Miami Heat uh, earlier today. I believe it was, a, it was an eight-year contract. The We talk a lot about culture, and we talk a lot about sustainability in sports. You guys have played for different coaches throughout your courses of your, your careers, whether it's in college or juniors, and you know, obviously in the, the professional sports you guys played. Is it just media speak when we talk about talk about culture or when you're actually in a place, do you feel it? Like when you, when you were in Detroit, yeah. I can't imagine you went you walked in there the first time and didn't feel what a winning culture was like. No, you know it right away. You know it right away by you know the people they have in place in leadership group and then they you know it right away by the way the players conduct business. Like, I knew right away, like, being a Detroit Red Wing was different. It was different. Like, you had a certain standard that you had to adhere to. And there's a certain level of class, a certain level of dedication to the community. There's a certain level of, like, doing events. and Like, you're there, man. And I don't know. CD, I I know that Pittsburgh, 
I, I don't know if you find a better team in the NFL when you talk about culture. Mm-hmm. From Chuck Knowles, what he had way back when, and fast forward all the way through now to Mike Tomlin. Like, Bill Cowher, too. Don't leave well, out no, any. Co- don't out. leave out any coaches. <laughs> not today, Jamie. <laughs> no, no, no. Not today. Right. Bill Cowher, uh, for sure. Uh, obviously, can't forget him. But I don't. It, this is something you feel when you walk in there, and then as you're there, game after game after day after day after practice, practice, you realize that there is a standard. Here, yeah. And you realize that like you have a responsibility to the franchise. As part of the this small little slice of the pie, you have a big responsibility. I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. And and one thing about Pittsburgh that makes it such a great organization and, and a culture is, A, when Dan Rooney, before he passed on, he was like the best owner in the world. He Open-door policy truly meant open-door policy. He had an office at the facility. If you're walking by, hey, come on in. What you doing? What's going on? How you doing? How, how are things going with you? Yeah, football, how's life? Like, what do you got? What's going on in life? Are you okay? And that filters down throughout the entire organization. When you have, when you're walking, uh, you know, coming in from into the facility and, and Mean Joe Green is there or Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer, like all of these, Mel Blunt was there all the time. Like when you see former players and the historic players, Hall of Fame players that are still around the facility, that are around the organization, it just gives you an understanding of what that culture is. These guys paved the way. There's no way in hell I'm going to not take care of my business and mean Joe Green is standing right there or, or not do it in a stiller way because that's the expectation. And it it transfers from coach to coach, but it starts at the top. Every organization that is a great organization or a terrible organization, it, start, it all starts at the top and filters its way down. And so in Pittsburgh, it was just – that way, every single person, well, not every, 40 people of the 53 men on the roster, 40, 45 people, when I got there my first day, hey, how you doing? I'm, I, I'm Ben Roethlisberger. Nice to meet you. I'm Heinz Ward. Nice to meet you. Hey, I'm Troy Palomalo. Nice to meet you. I'm like, mm-hmm. the hell is this? I went to other teams and didn't talk to guys for three weeks. Yeah. And so it's just a difference in how they go about their business, which makes those organizations really good. Yeah, and I, I'll say this. So here in St. Louis, as they – rich history to of a franchise and the culture here uh, for the most part has been very very good i think that the the franchise lost its way a little bit through some ownership stuff that happened in the early 2000s but i will say that tom stillman and the current ownership group have done a great job of reeling it back in and the players too so i, I got to give credit to guys like alex petrangelo david backus alex steam that was the next wave following I don't want to say tumultuous, following some down years where the franchise wasn't very successful on the ice. You still had some quality guys. You had Big Walt, you had Dougie Waite, you had some like Dallas Drake, guys that were really good guys. And they kind of paved the way for this next group. And I think the next group really brought the culture here to a different level. Mm-hmm. The Bacchus, Petrangelo, Steen, that era of player respected you know, the guys who were there before. And that's the one thing, like, when they won the Stanley Cup, like, you know this, Anthony, they included the alumni guys mm-hmm. on everything. Yeah. And we were we were in the parade, we were down by, you know, at the parties, at the cup ceremonies, all the stuff that was going on. And, you know, of course, a lot of that was a lot of respect for the, one of the original guys, Bobby Plager. Talk about a culture. Bobby Plager was a culture, was the culture of the St. Louis Blues. So, you know, although the Blues haven't had the success with championships like the Red Wings have or like the Steelers have, 
I can tell you this from playing in places that were really not good to play in, that the culture here in St. Louis is good. Mm-hmm. And I do think, too, the fan base has something to do with this, CD. Yeah. You know, like, here in St. Louis, great fans. Passionate baseball or hockey, they got you, man. They got your back. In Detroit, I felt the same way as a Red Wing. And other places, you know, like, nah. And I'm sure in Pittsburgh, like you're walking around the streets of Pittsburgh, they know you're a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah. They're like, they got you. And no question. I got pulled over one time. The officer just said, I hey, have a good day, Mr. Davis. Just wanted to see who was in the car. Like, okay. That happened to me last year. <laughs> I was driving home after one of the late games, and I was tired as you know what. Mm-hmm. And I had that thing pinned about, I don't know, 90 <laughs> plus. And all of a sudden, I see these flashers in my rearview mirror. I'm like, ah, oh, son of, I'm busted. Like, yeah. They're walking up, and I'm like holding my license out the window. Like, hey, here you go. And the guy pulls up and goes, holy blank, Rivers, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, he's like, seriously, he's like, I know you had a long day, but come on, man. I was like, you got it, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 35 the rest of the way. Yeah, it's reminded me, I was coming down 271 time and I was speeding and uh, got pulled over and cop comes out and he goes, all right, give me your license and registration. Went back and then he came back. He goes, here's your ticket. So. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Here's your ticket. <laughs> that take you a second? <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, he got he got oh, let he, off. Dude, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. License ripped. Oh, I'll be right back. Man. Came back. Here's your ticket. Oh, All right, man. it's fast on 101 day. ESPN. Have a good day. Yeah, slow down. <laughs> Bet the board. Boy, I got some work to do. Criticisms and compliments next on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, you can always download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Talked about the Blues losing last night to the Panthers. Of course, broke down the power play. Talked about Nick Saban. The breaking news today that he is retiring, so no more Nick Saban at Alabama. So we uh, we went over some of the possibilities for Alabama now moving forward. Did a little NFL, little Cardinals, Although Kerry kept talking about just winning the division and <laughs> just, carrying, in. just carrying the water for <laughs> the Cardinals again, so it's only much, only so much we could do. Maybe. So on the Cardinals front, <laughs> yeah. All right, time to bet the board. Bet the board. Four picks for your friends. It's time to bet the board with the fast lane. Well, Carrie and Jamie are off to great starts. They're 2-0. Mm. Jamie had the Canucks last night who blew out the Islanders. And Carrie, trolling all Mizzou fans, took Kentucky last night and laid 11 and a half. And they won and covered. Yeah, yeah. Marsh suffered a letdown last night, man. Tough one. You had Houston outright. And they lost in a basically a buzzer beater. I know they yeah, had a shot at the end sucked. there. Yeah, against Iowa State. So he's one and one. And uh, I'm over for, for Deuce. 
I decided to do the <laughs> double dip where if I took the Islanders and I won, Jamie would lose and I'd be one and one. That didn't you line. took the Islanders? Yeah. <laughs> he did. Now I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> you donkey. Well, the Canucks were playing back-to-back. The Islanders had been off since Saturday. Figured they were well-rested oh, to yeah. get their ass kicked, and they did. All right, Jamie, go I ahead. you did that. That was horrible. It's a strategy. That backfired. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. But it did. I moved on. That now, lesson. now you can move on. Don't tell me what to do, first of all. Whatever the hell I want. <laughs> go for it, Jamie. Um, Actually, uh, Carrie, you go first. No, I'm going to go now. You go ahead, Jamie. Thank you, Carrie. Don't let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tonight we have a matchup in the NHL. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. We've got the Golden Knights visiting the Colorado Avalanche. I got the Golden Knights in this one. The Avalanche been struggling defensively a little bit. I don't think the Avalanche match up well against the Golden Knights. I think uh, Golden Knights have this. They're plus 114 in this one. So, Vegas Golden Knights, please. Got the underdog. Kerry. All right, so I was kind of going back and forth here. I was thinking about going Warriors, Pelicans, over, under. I don't really like it. It makes me nervous. So, I'm going to go Tennessee Balls taking on number five Tennessee Balls taking on Mississippi State at Mississippi State. They are laying two and a half. I'm going to take the Tennessee Volunteers. All right. Marsh. Yeah, I'm looking at the NHL tonight. Um, actually, this game starts here in about 20 minutes. Montreal Canadiens, Philadelphia Flyers. Ooh. Samuel Urson getting the start for the Flyers. I have him with over 24 and a half saves. Minus 102. Same game. I'm going to take the Canadians over two and a half goals at minus 126. The Canadians have gone over their team total in eight of their last 10 games. So give me the Canadians to score at least three goals tonight in that same mat- matchup that Marsh mentioned. So there you have it. There's our place for tonight. All right, Marsh, what do you got for criticisms and compliments? Yeah, uh, from the 618, they think that you have fantastic rhythm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they don't. That is uh, (laughs) a... Let's just skip past that. For the 314, bet the board is great. (laughs) What was that? We are doing criticisms, too, so... I'm I'm looking at... I just quickly looked at the 618, and sometimes people will, like, leave their name, and this one is... Rhythm maker? Rhythm maker. I thought it just... I looked at it quickly. I thought it said Anthony has good rhythm. I don't don't know. We knew that would have been a criticism. (sighs) What? (sighs) Ah. Uh, from the 636, my criticism is for the Riz Show, for all being a bunch of whiny babies every time they lose. It's well a different Such B word, life. but I used babies. Well said. Absolutely. I didn't listen. I didn't hear today. I don't know. I don't know if they reacted to oh, what we said. On every day? <laughs> Who knows? Actually, they, they come to work pretty consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Riz makes them. <laughs> <laughs> they're hardworking peeps yeah they are. the uh yeah. the, the 314 says the the bet the board intro is awful okay we'll have to fix it then sorry mike Ryder, you're fired <laughs> from the bet the board can't handle the station can't yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> clarify no. yes station would crumble without him yeah no we're not doing that also oh, we're man. sorry feel that way yeah <laughs> all right so the uh rhythm rhythm maker uh from the snake pit anthony the ticket story was hilarious <laughs> and true it was perfect 100 percent true <laughs> my favorite out perfect thank you my favorite part was jamie took uh, 
What, took a what second. Uh, <laughs> the, the hamster was slightly tired and started to nod off. And then you guys left, woke him up, and he figured out what it was. <laughs> and how everything came together. Maybe it was a full beat oh, there, but he got it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, you guys ready for today's three stars of the day? Yes. Let's, go. Let's get we go. to it. Our third star of the day, Carrie Davis. Ah. Just get in, baby. Yeah. Just get in. Yes. Just get Anything in. Can Anything can happen. It's true. All right. Our second star of the day with a great gauntlet performance, Jamie Rivers. Yeah, Jamie got all the questions right in the Thank old you. gauntlet. You Thank Unfortunately, you, it came at the expense of uh, the Snake Pits yeah, droid. Devin droid. slash droid. Yeah. We still love you. But Anthony, this lines sure. up good for you. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, that was a great joke you did. And yeah. our number yes. one star of the day, Wednesday, January 10th, in the fast lane, Gene Stallings. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. National championship, <laughs> Gene Stallings. Gene. Can't forget about, hard to forget about. Yep. When you talk about Bear Bryant and Nick Some Saban. Some people do forget, though. you got to make sure Gene you bring Stallings. up Gene Stallings, national champion in the 90s. Do Absolutely. Ah, yes. Yeah. Ah, Those yeah. are three stars of the day in the wow, fast. Nice. I you had it, man. No, you're so close. I forgot Gene, Gene Stallings. Stallings thing, that's yeah. 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 Back. Well, wow. actually, Anthony's rant got third star of the day yesterday. Yeah. So not me specifically. The rant got it. What was your rant? I did a rant on the Cardinals spending. And how some fans have hurt feelings over it. They take it personal. Yeah. And then I told you my theory and the Cardinals theory. <laughs> All day. <laughs> and tell me talk about the Cardinals did you brought up their theory. Win the division. <laughs> that was kind of his theme for the day. It was. Every sport. Every Swim sport. Win the division. Yeah. Win the division. You're right, because we talked about something else. And, it was football. Oh, it was the football, the I mean, head he coaching play, thing. He wants to coach in Carolina instead of yeah. all those other good franchises. all you have to do is win, win the, the division. division. It's a bad division. Mm. It's a terrible division. Just get in. <laughs> you don't have the t-shirt yet. <laughs> no, but we're working <laughs> on the layout. We're working on it. Yeah. We got to get it together. <laughs> you super Just man. get in. Just right get in. in. Yeah. And then on the back of the neck, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> We got a uh, last-second criticism, not for any of us, but uh, but for uh, John Mosaylock. Oh. Uh, the three one four says my criticism is with Mo. Can he not sound like Ben Stein? Oh yeah, and put out some emotion in his press conferences. That's eh, not him. That's him. Jamie and I at one point did a ver- our version mm-hmm. of John Mosaylock, <laughs> complete with. Tattoos. I mean, full back tattoos. Okay. Nipple piercings. Uh, nipple piercings. Yeah. <laughs> then there was another it's version. Telling Cardinals fans to blank off. Yeah. yeah. How do you blank? How do you street. like me now? Go blank yourself. Uh, There's been a few different versions of of Mo. We had him, you know, having some fun with adult beverages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We've got the instant replay show coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow. From 2 to 6. Don't forget, tomorrow we get the Blues and Rangers pregame starting at 6 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. So Jamie will be with us from 2 to 4 tomorrow. Yes, sir. For Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis, Andrew Marsh, and Anthony Stalter. Appreciate everybody listening tonight. See ya. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.